Okay, and now to help me preview the crash, it's none other than the Cubs fan. What's going on, Cubs? Not much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So we we, had, we were doing a Lucha show, obviously, on WrestleMania weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that. And, of course, there's no better name to get than you. Uh, before anybody, uh, for people that maybe, obviously, don't know about you or don't know kind of your background or whatnot, I uh, can give people some plugs where they can find your work and some other good stuff. Oh, I've been blogging about Lucha Libre for when blogging was actually still a cool thing. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like, still cool? Come on. No, right? it's, it's going, you know, I, no, I read every other week about an article about how blogging is dead or we should bring it back. But I've been doing it since like, I've been doing it seriously since the mid 2000s, writing about CML and AAA and whatever indie fed decides to show up for that year at the, at luchablog.com. I also operate in the maintenance man for the Lutra Wiki. Um, which is an encyclopedia of all all the Libre stuff. And uh, this earlier year, I published a book, a uh, year in review, kind of stealing an idea someone else might have had about just a, an, a look back at the year. And it's a in, terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible, it's a terrible idea. idea. It's too that. much work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. Why would you do that? In nutcases. But but I get to not, but now I get to promote myself as the person who wrote the book on Lutra Libre. So that's a benefit. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah, that's yeah. that's good. No, that, that that is the thing. But uh, and maybe uh, yeah, we'll get you up on that uh, the Wrestling Observer uh, top ten books this year. We'll beat out uh, whatever dumb AJ Lee book she comes out with again <laughs> this year or whatever. So no, I definitely. If you guys haven't checked that out, where where can people get the book if they're interested? The book, um, it's the 2018 Lutra Blog Abstract. If you go to my Twitter, which is um, Lutra Blog, um, it's the pinned tweet on the top of there still. So you can find out there. It's a pay what you want model. So if you want to. Just check it out and pay nothing and then come back and pay later if you think it's worth it. That's totally cool. Now, that is the dumbest model ever. I don't know who would ever do that model. I went for free. Why would you do that? No, no, it's good stuff. No, definitely. And and, and like we say with our book, um, if you're not quite sure, download it for free. But if you enjoy it, go back and obviously do pay because it, it is it is very helpful to even get one to two dollars or whatever. Even if it's just a little bit like enough that it, it goes a long way and it definitely adds up. So uh, it, it, and you did great work with it as well. So it, 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 it is it, worth the money for sure. It definitely added up for me. I think it's done better than I thought I was going to do. So I may actually decide to do this again. Oh, you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. You're, when, it you're done, when it was <laughs> done, I was done with that and yep. done with Lucha yep. for quite a while. But I know the feeling. <laughs> it's but, you like... know, September, October comes comes around. Maybe I'll start thinking about it. Oh, so you're thinking about it too early. I think about it like December comes and I'm like, oh, God damn it, the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go again. But uh, Or what I do is like in August, I'm like, all right, guys, we can't let this book come out of nowhere again. we got to be ready. And then <laughs> yeah. like, December 10th. I'm like, oh God, the book. Okay, hold on. Let's go here. So no, definitely good luck. But now yeah, yeah, now you're in the rat race. You can't leave now that you've done the one. So you can yeah. do it too. But uh definitely want to check that out. It's court or uh at Lucha Blog on Twitter. Definitely want to check that account out as well if you're interested at all in Lucha Libre. But uh today we're talking about the crash. And now a little bit of background about the show. And I'm sure you know off the top of your head, but how many like legit, maybe well-promoted lucha shows have occurred on WrestleMania weekends? I know a few years ago in Dallas there was I, for, I don't even remember the production. It was Martinez Promotions. Was That's running. right. right, and right. they were kind of in the area, but not quite in the area. And then last year, there was the promotion. That was supposed to, there was a promotion that was going to run a couple, but that was the group that canceled all the shows at the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> right, right. They, they're running 15 shows, and apparently that's not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were flying in a whole bunch of people who would not be on the other show, so somehow the math didn't work. I don't think there's been – but as part of, like, the, the semi-official uh, – surrounding WrestleMania. I don't know that there's been a promotion that has uh, has run one. I know AAA's talked about doing it for years, but <laughs> as many things with AAA they talk about for doing it for years and haven't done it. And obviously CML has no aspirations of doing anything. So 
the crash might be the first like real Lucha Libre promotion to run something this close to WrestleMania. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of like Lucha Underground. I mean, obviously they're doing the Impact versus Lucha Underground um, today, but they uh, are, are, are uh, um, this year. But I don't recall them. Did they, what did they do in past years? I don't remember them even. Uh, they also talk, they also talked for two months about doing the show. Right. I okay. That I remember there being a conversation about them, and I remember then nothing yeah. ever coming of it, if I remember correctly. So, so we're trying new paths here a little bit. Yeah, that's that, that's that's another good thing with Lucha Underground. You can count on them to talk about something. And <laughs> right. High ambition, low delivery yeah. is, yeah. is the Lucha Underground motto here, yeah. but. Uh, uh, yeah, so we got the crash going on, and they're at the sugar mill, so they're obviously involved with a lot of the other uh, WrestleCon stuff um, going on at that uh, at that venue uh, the whole weekend. Friday, April 6th is this show. It's a 12 p.m. show, which is pretty interesting because it's really not running up against a whole lot. So on the Friday, you have 9.30 a.m. Of course, you got Wrestling Over Live newsletter with uh, or the mailbag with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. <laughs> but otherwise, show-wise, I mean, 12 p.m., you got progress. And then that's it. So it's it, it's running up against progress. So that's a little kind of a tough one to punch. But the good thing is progress. You're gonna be able to see another time later in the in, in you know the weekend or whatever they're running the next day. Whereas the crash obviously are just doing this one show or whatever. And I've heard from a lot of people, and I think the the tickets are kind of reflecting that a little bit as well. That a lot of people do want to check this out because it feels like something unique or different that this promotion is showing up on this weekend. Have you kind of noticed that same buzz around it? Yeah, I, I think uh, because it's different and because the crash has a little buzz coming from. Um, being something that's done crowds in Tijuana, but because of their their TV and their video situation, not many people have seen them or been able to see them in good quality. So there's some guys that they have some hype, but they're hard to access, but they'll be at least easier to access for one weekend only. And they're bringing some guys who um, have done well elsewhere and some guys that people are just starting to hear about that they want to check out. Yeah, it's an interesting little card. We're going to break it down here in a second. Yeah, otherwise, as I mentioned, so you're up against Progress at 12, and then you really have nothing until Evolve and Rev Pro at 4. So it's pretty well, it's pretty easy to definitely just go to the crash. And then if you want to stick around for Rev Pro or whatever, you got a nice show afterwards. So it's a lot of good stuff going on with this show. But let's uh, let's break down the card here real quick, and then we can kind of get into uh, a little bit of the nuts and bolts of it. Um, it's kind of interesting because like you think the crash, you think Lucha, and you're like, oh, here we go. Like, it, But it's it's a weird makeup of a card. We'll talk about it here in a sec. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about this. This is really their first show in the U.S. They've run around Mexico a little bit. And it's kind of like the person who goes to a Brazilian steakhouse for the first time where they have the green and red chip where you turn it over to the red when you want to stop getting food. And they're just leaving it on the green chip a lot. They're getting- <laughs> They're like they they're a Mexican promotion, but they're really a super indie who wants to bring in those U.S. names. And because they're in Tijuana, the expense of bringing in a whole bunch of people, it's not practical. They can bring in a few people. But because they're in WrestleMania weekend, they can just turn that card over to green and get every indie guy they want. And it's going to give some good moments on the show. But you think. And that may, may be something you want to do on the first time. But then once you leave that restaurant and you're just stuff with food you're thinking maybe if i just kind of held back a little bit did not have as many kebabs as or i didn't have as many of of the steak i would have enjoyed the meal a little bit more so See, I i think because I, I i'm a glutton at those places <laughs> i definitely keep the card up all the time because you don't want to miss something the worst thing yeah. ever is you put the red card and like something the thing you want is passing you're like oh no so i'm one of those assholes that keeps it up the entire time and then just loads up and gorges on food but uh but yeah, they, they probably should not have done that with this one. And, and before we kind of break down the card and all that sort of stuff, for, for somebody that maybe has never seen the craft before, do you feel like this is the show is an accurate representation of the promotion? Or do you feel like it sort of is uh, non-canon sort of like, yeah, it, it is the crash and there are things involved with the crash, but maybe full, you know, if you, if you then the next week, go, oh, I'm all on board on crash and then watch the next week. It's going to feel completely different when you actually watch the proper show. 
Uh, yeah, I just I don't feel feel it's totally canon because they're bringing so many guys that would just not be would be working maybe one show out of every five or six, or bringing guys that just they're they're missing guys who for whatever reason normally work with Tijuana shows and aren't being brought here. So it's kind it's it's there's enough of the crash here that still feels like it is part of the crash canon, but it's not exactly the same experience as you would get with one of the normal shows. All right, let's break down the card here real quick because there's a lot of names here. <laughs> it's going to be a dizzying names, a lot of multi-mans, a lot of people. Uh, you got your opener, which I believe is an eight-man uh, match. You got Arrowboy, Drastic Boy, J-Space, Aramok. We don't know who Aramok is. We both researched him. We're not quite sure. If you know who Aramok is, please let us know. Uh, Matthew Palmer, Jason Cade. Angel Fashion is not Angel. I believe he's like just a local indie guy, right? He's a Puerto Rican guy who's been this. Oh, okay. So he is. Is he on hell fashion? Did I get that right? Or I think it's on. This is going to be a disaster, by the way. I'm going to mispronounce a lot of names. So let's go with on hell. And then Kurt Stallion. He is uh, definitely not Puerto Rican. (laughs) 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 Then uh, we got Lacey Lane and Black Danger versus Christy James and Oracola. I don't know. Orcello. Orcello. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Barbie Hayden uh, and Joe Ryan versus uh, Diamante and Douglas James. That's not Joey Ryan, right? That's Joe Ryan. That's Joey Ryan. Oh, it is Joey Ryan. Was it? It is the Joey, Joey Ryan. Okay, all right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you got to change your name. You can't just be Joe Ryan. <laughs> Work very well. Makes sense now. Okay. Uh, then you got Ray Horace versus Flip Gordon versus Laredo Kid. You got Bandito and Black Boy versus Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz versus Dave and Jay Christ. You got Daya, Daga, Brian Cage, Willie Mack, and Sammy Cal. It's a four-way match. Then you have uh, an interesting one here that we're not quite sure. Maybe you can cut and uh, <laughs> clue us in a little bit here. You got Ray Phoenix versus Flamita versus Rich Swan? Question mark. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a sec. Uh, Ellie Park, Nicho El uh, Milonario, uh, and Damian Six 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 versus Bestia Six Six Six, Garza Junior, and Mister Four Fifty. And then your main event, Peta L Zero M versus Austin Aries. So let's start off first with that Ray Phoenix Flamita Rich Swan question mark match. We know that. Obviously, was promoted to start off as Phoenix versus Flamita. They then changed it and added Rich Swan later. Uh, Rich Swan was taking any bookings again, so people got a little upset based off you know his, his transgressions and stuff. And then I think a few weeks ago, Rich Swan just said, "Hey, I'm not taking any of the bookings. I'm off WrestleMania weekend. I'm not doing anything anymore. I retire, or whatever." But nobody has stopped promoting him for these matches, or or, or they haven't not promoted him. I guess I should say it's not like they're actively saying Rich Swan's going to be there, but they're not saying that he's not going to be there. What the hell's going on with this? I, I Ritron was also booked for the last Tijuana show for the crash, and he did not show for that one. Okay. So, so my belief is that if Ritron somehow showed up in New Orleans that day, they would be glad. They would happily put him on the card. But everyone's assumption is that he will not be in New Orleans, and that's just a singles match. And the crash is not crash like many Mexican promotions are just not that interested in putting updated lineups when things change. So it pro- it's like 95% chance it's Phoenix versus Flamita, but they'll be willing to book Swan if he shows up. Sure. And, and that's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to throw them under the bus because it's not only the crash. Like if it had yeah. just been the crash, we could kind of be like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, that makes sense that they would do it. But there's quite a few promotions that haven't, and it's not like he's on every single card, but there's a few that have him still listed among their matches and haven't necessarily taken him down. So I guess maybe they're just waiting for like the day off to see if he shows up or not, like call his bluff. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with this, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I would, I would not expect him there. I think because it seems like he's having um, personal and like, personal issues that they don't they they want to probably give him some space if he figures things out or if he wants to be there they'll still take him but i think it's a strange situation for the people involved 
Uh, so I listed the rest of the card there. Is there anything that really sticks out to you of a match that really everybody should look forward to? Everybody should be definitely checking out, get, keep their eyes on one that really sticks out to you. I think because it's kind of buried all the way down in the third match, it doesn't stick out as much. But that Ray Horror's Flip Gordon Laredo Kid match probably should will be one of the better matches on the show. Um, Flip's worked in Mexico a decent amount for the Crash and for CML, and he's kind of matched up well with Luchadors. And Horse has done well in PWG, and Laredo Kid is making his way around the U.S. Indies a bit the last couple of years, and it's done pretty well. I think my overall concern about the show is that they have so many matches and so much time that maybe something gets cut short in time. But if they give those guys like 10, 12 minutes, I think they could probably have something that would be pretty remarkable. Yeah, and I know because uh, like I, I I've seen Ray Horace a few times, and and for people that might not have seen him, and we can add Laredo Kid in that too, because I think he's a guy that a lot a lot of people have seen. I think Flip Gordon for most of our listeners, they're pretty aware of him. But for Horace and Laredo Kid, if you haven't seen them, what's the best way to kind of describe their styles, or how would you you know sort of best represent them for people that might not have seen them, or if they have seen them seen them very briefly? Yeah, because with Ray Horace, his biggest exposure is as Dragon Azteca on Lucha Underground, and people might have not made the connection. That right, the right. Guy. Um, but they are more classic flying luchadors. Um, Horace is a Rey Mysterio senior trainee, and he's um, a longtime Tijuana guy who um, is very acrobatic. Laredo Kid does those kinds, is a kind of flyer too, but he's also has a little bit more of a more balance, a little bit more power. He's he's willing to take bigger bumps, I think. So I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a match where it's just big spot after big spot. And um, if they can hit, go to those spots very well, I think people will like it. Uh, and speaking of spots, the, the, the what we assume is the no swan match, the Phoenix versus Flamita. I mean, that one, a lot of people are looking forward to. A lot of people kind of circled at the beginning of the weekend. Where do you think that match is going to go? And, and, and you know, do you think it is going to be the spectacle that a lot of people think? Do you think it's going to be that one that everyone says, oh, my God, that was incredible? Or do you think it's it, it might set up for some disappointment? I think it's going to be pretty good. I, the backstory of Phoenix and Flamita is that they've been trading the Crash's Cruiserweight title, which is their like secondary title in the progression, um, back in, back in 2017. Um, Phoenix beat from Flamita, and they had matches in Tijuana and other places around Mexico. And all every time they met, they it was excellent every time. It was like we're seeking out cell, grainy cell phone footage to find these two guys by, by each other. <laughs> right. They had. I think Phoenix is obviously much more popular because he's Lucha Underground, and I think he has a lot. He's better connecting with the crowd with Flamita, but Fleet is so fast and so smooth that I think he will wow people who have not been able to see him in person so far. I think they just, I think they bring out stuff from each other that you don't see against other people, just because they're similar in some ways, but that magnifies their diff- their slight differences a little bit, and I, I think that. If it's not, I'd be surprised if it wasn't one of the better matches of the entire WrestleMania weekend by the time it's done. I hope so. I mean, that, that's one that I definitely circled as well and was definitely pretty excited about as well. So I do hope. And and, and in your mind, I mean, I, I don't mind Rich Swan as a, as a wrestler. And again, like we, we said, 95% that we do not think he's going to arrive. But if he does arrive, do you think he drives that match down a little bit? Do you think he takes a little bit away from it? Because as you mentioned, there's a little bit of background between Phoenix and Flamito. We've seen those two. And, and, and in general, most people, I mean, my, myself, you know, one of the is definitely just likes a one-on-one match, particularly if it's two guys that have a little bit of familiarity with them. Do you think that if, you know, in the 5% chance that Swan does show up, does he enhance the match or do you think he hurts the match i think i think he doesn't hurt the match and the match quality as much as we're even last time we saw him 
on 205 Live, assuming he's on the same forum. He was still doing pretty good there in the more cartoon era that of 205 Live was going on. But I think he really hurts the specialness of it. And it's really, by having Phoenix versus Lamita, that's one of the two matches that really feel like an authentic crash match on the show, as opposed to something where it's crash versus some indie guys. If you, I think I was really excited when they originally announced Phoenix Flamita because it just kind of gave you that feel of what the promotion was is supposed to be about. And so if they end up changing it, it would be kind of a disappointment because it'd be straying more from your identity. Uh, well, so speaking of the Crash versus Indie people, uh, what the hell are going on with those first two matches? <laughs> the ones that we mentioned is is an odd collection of like luchadors, then just like guys from Texas Indies. What the hell? What the hell are those first two matches? They're just a very odd collection of wrestlers yeah that first match is like anyone who wanted to be on the show it seemed like <laughs> right. he was on the show i mean arrow boy is a summer regular with the crash um he's most known as a hardcore wrestler um teaming with violento jack who's a freedoms champion right now and he's he's a former dtu guy drastic boy is also a dtu guy who's people have seen in um dragon gate a bit and they've both been working a little bit with the u.s indies but the other guys are just like if you know someone who knows someone, you may be able to get on the show. <laughs> if you know anything about Jay Space. Jay Spade, <laughs> I looked this Jay up Space. because like, I was trying to find out who are these people. Jay Spade is the Wildcat champion. So this will come as your Wildcat preview that you're not doing. Jay Spade on the Wildcat show is in a four-way match. In a million years, you will not be able to guess the other four people. So I will just tell you. Oh, is it, is it the, like the hardcore Holly Billy Gunn one? <laughs> yes, you will be able to guess. Hardcore yes, Harley, I saw that earlier. It was it's like Holly, Holly Billy Gunn, Gunn and Stevie Richards. That's it. I, I would never have gotten Stevie Richards. I don't know what I, I was in a different. I, I knew Holly and I knew Billy Gunn because they're like hilarious. And Stevie Richards is just like because those other two are kind of like jokes. But yeah. then Stevie Richards is like legit worker. So he's like pretty good. I would have never gotten Stevie Richards. What the hell is that match? Is that <laughs> I don't show? know. Have you looked at that show? The Wildcat? It's a very strange show. I mean, yeah. it must. I mean, maybe Lukox knows the New Orleans audience better than the rest of us, and they'll really work. Or maybe these all people were already coming in. It's just booking them very cheaply. But I don't know. And then the tag match as well. That's kind of a weird collection of like <laughs> some other. You know, there's obviously Barbie Hayden and Joey Ryan. There's Christy Janes, who who you know people might know from from Texas Indies and kind of <laughs> women workers. And then there's just like, I, I, what the hell is that match? There's just like some intergender. You know, it, it's just I. What 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 do you make of that? Because it's kind of a, not, another odd collection of Indies plus Crash. Yeah, the Crash does a lot of intergender. They do a lot of man woman tags or like uh, Atomicos with two men and two women or like men versus women. So that kind of fits. Lacey Lane is their current cha- crash women's champion. Um, Black Danger and Urkello had a mass feud last year in Tijuana where Danger took Urkello's mask and Urkello is actually Jay Rios. So that'll get people's feelings strung. Up. Oh, this is a very problematic show. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that he was the homo. Okay. Yes. All this right. Is- this is when we had Arcello and we had Rich Swan and we had another person. Oh, this is who's who? This is, yes, this, is a, this is a show going on here. Is Big Mike available? I mean, you could. <laughs> if Big Mike was available, Big Mike would be on the show. I'm, I have no doubt. Oh, boy. I did not know that that was. Okay. Well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's the mixed tag. I, I don't know why some of these teams are here. I mean, Diamante is the LAX the woman part of LAX and mm-hmm. back. So she's there, but it's just kind of like, uh, let's put this like the opener. Let's just put a whole bunch well, of people again, whoever shows up. Yeah, yeah. Let's kind of put a, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a dartboard, you'll come up with your teammate and then there you go. We'll kind of move on there. But, uh, one of my disappointments is that, um, Lacey Lane won the champion from a long running champion named, um, 
Keitha. It's spelled Kira, but she's pronounced it Keitha. Um, she's really awesome. She's one of the best Mexican women's wrestlers. She may be the best, but she's not on this card. Um, one of their breakout local guys, Archangel Divino, is not on this card. There's a few Tijuana people who've really done well there who, for whatever reason, aren't here, and the indie guys are, and so that's kind of a little disappointment as a crash fan. Yeah, that is, and I think more than anything, I'm disappointed by you know seeing the show is the lack of kind of one-on-one matches and stuff because I think that's always something that you definitely because those feel a little bit more weighty. They feel like they have a little bit more. Whereas multi-mans, and that's not complaining. I mean, we're going to talk about a few of these here, and, and we have talked about a few that are that are awesome matches. And if Phoenix and Flamita does become you know, a singles match, which we assume it will, you got another one there. But yeah, you do wish that there was a little bit more, and particularly with the women because that's one thing that I've heard. You know, Michael Spears uh, who, who does a lot of the. Um, uh, he, he has a lucha blog that he just started and whatnot. He writes for our website. He's kind of started to get into it. And one of the things he's kind of brings up is, is a lot of these women's, you know, matches that have been very good this year in Mexico. And it's just, it is kind of disappointing that you don't see that. And they're just kind of thrown about in, in a random intergender multi-team tag match. And then what feels like you said, just like show up to the show and, and we'll book you and whatever the hell, you know, yeah. some random thing here. But a uh, match that I definitely want to talk about, I, I, I think. For most of the listeners to this show, I think you'll know Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. If you don't, you should definitely learn about them. They're very good. They've been in Dragon Gate and doing some really good stuff on the American Indies. Uh, Dave and Jay Christ, of course, I think most people are going to know them. You know, OI4K, the former Irish Airborne. I think a lot of them are familiar with them. But for people that don't know about Bandito and Black Boy, how do they work in with those two guys? Because Xavier and Wentz take crazy bombs to do crazy stuff. Dave, <laughs> Dave and Jay Christ are obviously that's that's their that's what they are. They're crazy bombs and crazy shit. Uh, Bandito and Black Boy. Crazy stuff, crazy shit. Pretty much, Black Boy is. Um, he was the 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 Crash Junior Champion, which was a lowest weight class. But he somehow, I don't know how, he's suspended from wrestling in Tijuana right now. So <laughs> that's got to be pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, my hope is that he does something that he's also suspended in Louisiana, so he can say he's suspended in two states at the same time. But um, Black, but he's a uh, suicidal kind of flyer. He um, he showed up when they were doing the Crash stuff on Impact when they were sent, sent the OI 4K guys for LAX and the crash at one point, um, doing these crazy, like, no-look backwards topes or head-first topes into um, topes into, into the barricade. He's just uh, a small guy who was not really given a big chance before the crash came along, and so he's just doing everything he can to make a name for himself. Bandito had his big breakout performance in Dragon Gate and PWG over the last few months, but really, he, he made a name for himself in Mexico wrestling in the old elite promotion where he was this incredible, talented flyer who was sometimes a little bit rough, but you could see all the potential there. He's gotten better in the last couple of years. I, I think um, he's obviously going to be one of the best flyers in Mexico. And he's also a pretty good base. He's an Ultimo Guerrero trainee who told him, no, instead of going to CML, you need to go wrestle around the world. And he's done that. And he's um, made a good name for himself already. Uh, another match here that uh, we, we talked about a little bit, we glossed over, but uh, Daga, Brian Cage, Willie Mack, and Sammy Callahan. So what's really kind of the the impetus of that one? I mean, obviously, a lot of those guys involved, or I think all of them involved in Lucha Underground in some form or fashion uh, at some point. Is that sort of an ode to Lucha Underground? Like, why, why these four guys? Uh, because the, I, I think that's another one where they just kind of had some names, and they put them together. Cage and Mack in particular are foreigners who are regularly into the crash because they just was that connection from Lutron around got them in there. Sammy's work some shows. They're kind of, they kind of do a stuff where they have all the heavyweights face each other. Willie Mack won a shot at the uh, heavyweight number one's contenders match on the recent crash show. 
Daga is usually in one of the top feuds, but there's no real space for him. So I think he just kind of got thrown into this four-way match to have something to do. He's a guy who was hoping to be on the same level as Penta and Phoenix and just has not broken out at all from Mexico. He had the one good match in AEW with Michael Algin, and he's had matches in Mexico against Zack Sabre Jr., but he's just there's something missing there that's not connecting with the crowd. Maybe this will be a turning point for him because this is his highest profile opportunity in the U.S. for a while. But it's just I think he thought he would be farther. He'd be getting more bookings at this point. Yeah. And uh, the semi-main event, that's one that I think I, I think you probably agree. And I think most people reading the show is that the most crash match on this entire show does it feel the most authentic this is the LA Park uh, Millenario Damian uh, Bastia Garza and, and Mr. 450 is that the most authentic for a uh, uh, crash match on this entire show yeah I think so because I think it's going to just be insane but raw I mean you have on one side the Damian Park Nitro team Nitro people will more know him as the original psychosis so they're going as an LWO trio for this match <laughs> nice I, I, amazingly WWE doesn't even have that trademark so they can go wear the shirts and everything um and the idea here is that bcia used to be with those three guys and with his father but turned on them to join the lead rudo group the rebellion amarillo the yell rebellion so bcia garza and more mr 450 have been causing havoc on a whole bunch of shows um and they cost nicho was here last year which also, with Nietzsche losing his hair before he got knee surgery, so he's just kind of back after that, uh, and they're all back for revenge against the guys who have been antagonizing everyone in these shows. And and you said this is expect like a crazy wild brawl. Like, is this one to definitely just keep an eye on? For, keep like, an eye on. Keep keep your bag close to you because if Ellie Park gets it, he will use it and hit someone. With. <laughs> I, it was really this is the match. Like, I'm good. This is out. I'm glad the Phoenix will meet the matches going on before it looks like, you know, if anyone's going to get a show shut down, it'll be LA park doing something crazy during a match. So yeah, especially if like on this, like, yeah, we, we've heard a lot about this good, the athletic commission and whatnot. And then like LA park is going to be allowed to wrestle. Uh, that seems like a dangerous proposition for everybody involved, but uh, and yeah. I am, my understanding is LA park is signing autographs at the, at the at WrestleCon beforehand. So if there, even if there's any like pre-show meeting, don't do this, don't do this. He's going to be all set, taking photos and, autographs and then showing up and not having heard any of it so yeah so i mean are, are how how much do people look forward to that match do people think of this as, as, as one to definitely watch out for or is it something that you have to sort of be in the you, you know you kind of have to follow the crash you have to kind of like that style or do you think it's something that's going to attract everybody that everyone you're going to be no matter what sort of drawn in and entertained by it when it's all said and done i think you're if if you're in the building i think it's going to be something where it's just it's enough chaos that just having that feeling that atmosphere will help the match a lot. It's a match. Sometimes those brawls don't come across as well on TV or on whatever or the computer later on, because you just don't, you're missing that emotion and the cameras can't catch whatever. If LA Parker is running off the corner of the building to hit someone with a chair, they might not catch it. But I think in the building, that's going to be a pretty fun match. And then the main event, we haven't talked much about that, but uh, Penta L0M versus Austin Aries, of course, Penta L0M, the former Pentagon Jr., uh, versus Austin Aries. What do you make of this match? Is this one that, I, and again, like I, I don't follow the crash all that much, is this one that has any implications on that company, or is Austin Aries just being brought in because he's Austin Aries and, and he's available this weekend? Yeah, the latter. It just feels like he's getting Austin Aries. <laughs> Damn it. Like for Austin Aries. So I think, uh, I, I think Penta and Phoenix, especially because this is their home promotion, were probably put off probably put their best efforts into trying to make these matches work 
for it so the crash has a good show but that's the one where it's like it should be a good match it probably will be a good match but it might just be a match just for the sake of having those two guys to have a match and maybe not as special as some of the other stuff yeah, and then like I have a, I, there's a good possibility that they would have a pretty good match, but I mean, especially with Penta, like he's gonna have to break at some point. Like he's yeah. on every show, yes, and there's no way that he's gonna be able to just deliver incredible stuff the entire weekend and stuff. And particularly when you know maybe he can't do pile drivers. We'll find out yeah. if if he can or if he's just gonna say fucking I'm doing pile drivers. But um, yeah, this I mean, is the show that I think will be most dramatically affected if they can't do Canadian destroyers. Yes, <laughs> right. Maybe maybe the night prior because you have Janela and, and, and Penta the night prior. That's the one that I think for like 20 minutes they're just going to do canadian destroyers and see you know ask for forgiveness later but yeah that's that's my one concern is yeah we'll see how the athletic commission kind of works out with this one and and whatnot but yeah i mean it, it, it on, on paper yeah it's penta versus versus austin aries it sounds like it should be great and it might be very good but like penta there's some point where he's just not going to be able to go and he's going to have to conserve his body a little bit because yeah he's just working an insane schedule and it's not like austin aries is working a light schedule either this entire weekend but uh so for people that are kind of just chiming in for this one again like the match that you think is is most going to stand out the one that we're going to when the crash is over and the show's over when the weekend might be over what's the match that you think most people are going to be talking about when it's all said and done I'm pretty sure it's going to be Phoenix from me, though, because I think they're going to get time. I think they're going to want to make a big impression. And I think if they just do what they've already been doing with that match in places where for fans who are not familiar with it, I think they'll get over really well. All right. And so that's that's the crash. But uh, real quick, before we get out of here, uh, your what's your kind of tentative plan for us? Many weekend? What do you plan on watching? What, what What's kind of your because you're not going to New Orleans, correct? You're staying. I am actually going to New Orleans. This oh, week. you are? Well, never mind. I'm an idiot. I should have asked that before we started the show. I didn't think you were going to go. Shit, I should have gone with you. So never mind. So now I not. I got to know your path. All right. What time are you getting there? I am getting there 1030. So I'm getting there like an hour and a half before a show. So I'm okay, so you're there on it. Friday. So not Thursday or Wednesday. You're coming on Friday. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm doing Friday, Saturday. So I'm coming for this show. I have tickets for the show. I have tickets for Impact and I have tickets for NXT. And then I'm kind of just playing the rest by ear. I think I'll probably because... I'm also staying close to the sugar mill where the, where the crash is happening. Mm-hmm. Probably end up just going to these shows, but like the, the wrestling Re- revolver show, I'm not really sure I'm that into going. And <laughs> oh, pancakes and pile. Come on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, at some point I should, instead of seeing seven different wrestling shows, I probably should like go have breakfast in New Orleans or something and actually experience something besides inside the building, but I'm not sure. And then like the NXT and the CZW show overlap a little bit. So like, do I want to see like half of a show and then take off or I don't know. I would, <laughs> right, go, right. I would go see shimmer in that time slot, but that's the same problem. And it's even further away. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I like the, uh, I like the Friday Saturday approach. It's pretty interesting there, but I, I'd probably do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, I, maybe Thursday I try to get there, but yeah, I don't mind the idea of just like coming in Friday, doing a bunch of stuff, doing Saturday and then, and then bouncing. That's not bad. Are you, are you flying in or, or of course you're not, you're not driving, right? Yeah, I'm flying in okay. and I'm flying out early stupid. Sunday <laughs> morning. So I, I'm, I schedule it so that I'll land back around Chicago and make it back to my place in time to take a few hours nap before WrestleMania if I want to. What you so. need to do with yeah. WrestleMania because it's eight yeah. hours yeah. long. So uh, what are you looking forward to? I mean, we're going to preview it later in the show, but uh, what are you looking forward to in the uh, Impact versus Lucha show? Oh, I'm blanking on the mattress all of a sudden. Um, the DJZ, the one thing I'm, um, the one reason I'd go to the other venues to see DJZ because I like to see him so much in the matches I've seen on AEW and on random lucha shows this past year, so that he's having that trios match. Is it who's else in there? Is it 
Desmond Xavier. Xavier, DJZ, Andrew Abbott versus Aerostar, King Cuerno, and Drago. Yeah, so that sounds like that's going to be an awesome match. So that's the one match that I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, one does look pretty sweet. So, uh, all right. So before we uh, fully get out of here, do you want to get your last plugs in there? Let people know where they can buy the uh, the book and uh, where they can follow you on Twitter and read the rest of your work. You can follow me on Twitter at LuchaBlog, L-U-C-H-A-B-L-O-G. You can find out more information by the, about the book in the pinned tweet there. You can read me every day on LuchaBlog.com where I do a daily news update sometime in the afternoon when I get around to it and plus recaps of every CML and AAA and whatever else I stumble into, every one of those shows on that site. And you can find out everything we know about Lucha Libre that people are willing to share on LuchaWiki.org. <laughs> That's great stuff. All right. Thank you very much, Cubs fan, for joining us and uh, helping us preview the crash. Not a problem. All right. Now to help me preview a uh, litany of shows similar to what he did last year, the Potpourri, it's Kelly Harris. Kelly, what's going on? Hey, everybody. I am here to review all the weird garbage, and uh, let's start right <laughs> off with uh, WWE Access. What time can I go meet Dean Ambrose? Okay, so Dean Ambrose, well, I believe, actually, I don't know if you saw this breaking news, but he's been pulled. Oh, what? Access appearances. I do not know why. Oh, God, no. So, yeah, unfortunately, we were going to talk a lot about Dean Ambrose and what time he was going to show up uh, to the VIP table, but I don't know anymore. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. I was just going to go through the line like a bunch of times and just <laughs> ask him various food-related questions and... <laughs> Like are are tacos a sandwich? Yes or no? And Ooh, just that's keep a good going. question. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think he would answer? What do you think Dean Ambrose would say about that? I feel like he would say something like, you know, everything's a sandwich if you really think about that's, it. You and know, then, I would. I feel like he would get philosophical with it. He's like, well, I mean, <laughs> there's everything. All right, Thursday, April fifth, Goldberg at eight. <laughs> Friday, April sixth. <laughs> Let's see what. How hyped are you for? Because I know you. I, I know if anything. And we followed your path last year, and we're going to, again, go through the path this year. But uh, I know that you do not miss an access session, no matter what. It's kind of hard to figure out the shows to go to because you're at access all day. And you kind of have to maneuver around, okay, like when access is done, I can maybe go to beyond. But at that point, you're exhausted because you got to get up the next morning and go see, you know, AJ Styles and Asuka Saturday, April 7th at the VIP session. I say to my good friend, hey, Frank the Clown, you know, um... Let's go see some hey, Brock uh, Lesnar guy. Yeah. yeah, Brock Lesnar guy. You like intergender? Let's go watch some. <laughs> that seems like a guy that likes some intergender. Uh, I would not be surprised. I will ask him. Next I don't time think I see he knows food, he so. likes it though, because he probably only watches WWE. But That's I think true. You know, no, I can. I think I can confirm. Actually, I've seen him at one other. I've seen him at an indie show once before in Chicago, and it blew my really? mind. Yeah, he was. He was exactly what Brock Lesnar guy always. And I've seen. I've unfortunately seen Brock Lesnar guy more times than I'd like to admit that I've seen him uh, both at work and not at work and it's kind of funny when i had to tell my <laughs> wife like that's rock lesnar guy and she's like what and i'm like actually i don't even want to begin to explain how i know that guy that works at whole foods like all his life i don't want i don't even want to tell you so but then she wouldn't she kept prodding me about it and i had to give her that she's like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my entire life and i'm like I, I understand is he in the gimmick when he's at non-dirty <laughs> indie shows <laughs> is like not. is he wearing oh the, no no the, yeah sure. at indie shows he is i thought you were asking about his job his job no he does have to wear a uh, <laughs> Uh, a uniform, but uh, no, at uh, any indie shows, yeah. But he's not like full like screaming gimmick, like he Good. is at WWE stuff. He just kind of sits down in his graphic tee that's two sizes too small. But <laughs> he's not going to listen, so it doesn't matter. I don't think Brock Lesnar guys are part of our target demo here. But all right, so what what premium VIP session are you most pumped at for access? You know, I'm really excited to meet AJ Styles. 
Okay. Well, you got to get up at 8 a.m. Yeah, I'm going to show him a gif of an otter and be like, you like this? <laughs> what, is this doing anything for you? Oh, I didn't know. There, okay, so there's premium VIP sessions and then there's just VIP sessions. That's pretty interesting there. Oh, premium, you get a piece of their hair. Okay. <laughs> you just get to take that home with that's you. Why, and, that's why Sasha's on the normal VIP session because she doesn't yeah. have much more to give. <laughs> Shows off the rails. What are we doing here? <laughs> this is why I can't have you come on here. This is why when you say like I want to review all the crap, like I should just tell you no, Kelly. I'm not going to have you on here because we're going to review everything, all the crap, all the weird stuff, all the randoms, and then also Rev Pro because nobody else wants to do Rev Pro. So let's start off with Rev Pro though. Well, actually, no, no, no. Before we do that, get your plugs out of the way. Where can people find you on Twitter? Where can they find that? What else you do? All the other yada yada stuff. All right, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Comic Geek Kelly. Only one K. Uh, I talk about a whole bunch of nonsense there all the time um hear me every tuesday night on the panels on pages podcast so in less than two hours from right now i'll be doing that uh and then i was most recently featured in the newest issue of the atomic elbow which you can go check out and now with a money back guarantee Ooh! <laughs> so if you who's really like returning it? that who's really returning their atomic elbow i'm like oh that wasn't exactly what i was expecting like you know. <laughs> But if you don't like it, Robert will refund you your oh, five dollars. Okay. All right, well, there you go. So <laughs> I'm gonna buy I wrote it about a Batman manga story from the '60s where he fights a wrestler. That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm gonna buy it now and just return it just to see if he has. To. Like I don't really want it. Like I don't really want the money. I'll give it right back to him. And, and so you guys, but I just want to see if he's really gonna honor the, the the money back guarantee. But I mean, he's a man of he's a man of his word, so I have no doubt that he would. But, <laughs> but all right. your bubble here but uh, maybe we can chime in every so often with you know that might be a good idea we can, i can talk about the vip sessions that are going on each of those uh each of those days so Ooh, there we go uh, uh thursday april 5th goldberg 8 p.m so you gotta stay up a little late for that one but uh you know 8 p.m i know i know you want to you're, you're nothing if not a uh, man who wants to get a shut eye yeah no i'm in bed by like so. <laughs> usually 7 30 so i'm i'm pushing it tonight okay well depending on how the vip session for sasha banks goes on uh, not premium vip just a vip session thursday april 5th 6 p.m you should be out of line by then to get to get to bed so there's that one for you okay <laughs> also, i think the guy that like tried to smear his shit on the performance center went to access in his life i bet he has oh are you kidding absolutely yeah he's been there numerous times he's yeah. definitely like unfortunately had to call like numerous like michael cole has called numerous tlc matches next to him like <laughs> i was so bad did they make michael cole watch the same match like a hundred times he's like oh god dude like oh wow. i never even thought of that <laughs> Like, do they put a new match in there, or is it just like again TLC, you know, two from? I bet it's just the same match. Yeah, poor guy. That's why he's so miserable. All right, so that's uh, that's our Thursday VIP and premium VIP sessions. But Thursday, um, oh, you're not doing any of the crazy shows on Thursday, so you, you nice nice idea to get shut eye. But uh, Friday, April sixth, the first show we're going to talk about here, uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling's got a pretty fun. Um, Show kind of what's at the Sugar Mill, um, and you can find details, of course, of, of all the uh, the events going on and everything going on at the Sugar Mill or whatever. But uh, pretty fun card, in- pretty interesting card. It's a little bit of a blend of Rev Pro and, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. This will be the least crazy show that we talk about here, so uh, so get ready. But uh, just kind of run down the card real quick, and then Kelly, I'll give you your thoughts on this and, and and see if you're going to the show as we kind of kind of chart your path here. Uh, you got Kota Bushi, Shane Strickland, and Flip Gordon, which is an incredible. What do those guys talk about? But I would. <laughs> 
other than the world and the shape of the, the earth uh, versus Will Ospreay, Rocky Romero, and Chucky e. T. That is a hell of a little match there uh, with some random dudes. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Jeff Cobb. I am all in on that. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Juice Robinson versus Aussie Open. Martin Stone versus David Starr. And then for the RPW British Heavyweight title, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii. Now, Kelly, first, are you going to the show? Yes, I am. Okay. What's the reason you picked this one over? Uh, not that there's a whole lot going on. Just kind of give you an idea. Evolve 103 is going on at 4. Uh, before that, the crash. But the crash is going on at noon. So you'll probably be home by time for, for crash or, or progress or whatever. But um, we you got Evolve. And you, so you are going to crash? Okay. Yeah, it's the same venue. So just Right. So you might as well hang around. Okay. And is that, did that inform your decision a little bit? Is it being the same venue? Or do you actually like this card more than, than Evolve 103? I like this card a lot. And since I'm not going to Ring of Honor, it's my chance to see the New Japan dudes. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then there's some fun stuff in there. I mean, there's some, I don't know how many, like, I mean, Minoru Suzuki and Jeff Cobb should be pretty great. I mean, I feel like last year, unfortunately, we, we hyped up Jeff Cobb a lot and then he had like a not great WrestleMania weekend, but uh, not at most of his fault. Uh, there were some other uh, insinuating circumstances. I mean, he, he, what did he have? He had like Bobby Lashley and Joe Gacy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all thought that, that Bobby Lashley was going to be good, but he's like eating a hot dog at the, you know, the merch table as his name is being announced, which didn't, uh, didn't work out well for, Anybody, but Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, I mean, that should be pretty awesome. Uh, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that at least the crowd's going to be hyped up for that one. Oh, yeah. Which will be pretty fun. Uh, Martin Stone, da- uh, David Starr sounds pretty great, too. And that could be a real sleeper match mm-hmm. of the weekend. Uh, Tanahashi and Juice versus Aussie Open. I mean, the problem is, like, on paper, yes, it's it, it's Roshi Tanahashi. And it's like, but that dude, like, I mean, he mails it in on, like, New Japan proper shows. <laughs> I don't think you're getting a lot of Tanahashi. I mean, he's coming out. He's definitely doing some air guitar. He's definitely wiping his sweat on your towel, but I don't know how much time he's tagging in and, and, and really, you know, mixing it up there. No, and then he's got another tag match later that weekend, so this is just a vacation. Yeah, him. he's just he's just chilling, signing some autographs, wiping some sweat. Um, but what do you think of that opener first? Let, let's talk about that one. The Kotobushi, Shane Strickland, Flip Gordon versus Osprey Romero and Chucky e. T. What the hell is going on there? Oh, that'll be amazing. That'll just be dudes flipping everywhere. And you know, you mentioned it. What they talk about. I bet Kotobushi has some real interesting ideas about what the Earth is, what shape of the Earth is. I don't think he thinks it's flat, but I think he probably thinks it's like some kind of weird pentagon shape. Or something. Right. It's he definitely doesn't think it's circular. He doesn't. Yeah, like you said, he'll he'll disagree on the flatness of it, but he also does. He also agrees that it's not you know circular. Or, you know, yeah. not a globe. There's there's something else there. And Shane Strickland's just kind of in the middle and doing I don't know what <laughs> Shane Strickland does when those guys are having that conversation. But uh, I'm sure he'll. We'll find a way to, to uh, fill up the time. But um, the main event is one that I definitely want to talk about in a little bit. It is Xavier Jr. and Tomohiro Ishii. Now, we've seen that match a few times already, in, including in Revolution Pro Wrestling. And, and it's been great. I mean, it's been next-level yeah. stuff. Are you anticipating it being that level? Or do you think because of the weekend, because of everything involved, that it doesn't have a chance? But it doesn't have a chance really to be that top, top-tier match. Or do you think it has the chance to be that one where you go there and you're going to that show and you know, holy shit, Saber and Ishii are going to absolutely tear the house down? I mean, Saber is on one of the best runs of his career right now with New Japan. Um, I have no doubt that he and Ishii will just kill it. Like that, that one could be one of the best matches of the weekend pretty easily, I think. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it uh, a lot to kind of check that one out. And um, yeah, I mean, that's we, we basically kind of went over the card. There's not a ton on this card. I, I don't know if they're going to announce some more stuff or uh, some more. As of our recording, those are the only matches announced. I mean, those all sound pretty good. But yeah, I wonder if it's going to be a little bit more beefed up 
But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it ends up uh, going there. But no, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Uh, I just think really good show. Hopefully it's a nice compact show. And I think it has all the chances. And yeah, that main event, like you said, Zack Sabre Jr. is on a, a next level run. Ishii is Ishii. So I do hope it, <laughs> it, it, you know, it meets those levels because I think there's always, and we've talked about it in other previews, there's always an expectation that you're going to get amazing matches all WrestleMania weekend. And you get fun matches, you get fun matchups, you see fun entrances, you watch fun shows. But it, you, it, you very rarely get like incredible, awesome matches you do from time to time but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's as plentiful as we would sort of assume it would be but this one i'm kind of uh, i'm really looking at going hey look if there's any match that at the end of the weekend we're saying holy shit those dudes killed it it's you know saber nishi because they're hungry they're you, you know like you said saber's on his run ishi's uh, always on a run basically <laughs> but yeah that's one that like i really look at of like hey when the weekend is all said and done there's a very good chance we say that was the best one of the weekend and that's one that's gonna you know, maybe pop up you know at the end of the year for match of the year consider it yeah and it's like with how WrestleMania weekend is, these dudes kind of they have to save their bodies because yeah, I right. mean, four hours later, Saber Junior has a match against uh, Numenori Sawa. So it's like he's wrestling again so soon he can't just go all out. But, right, right, you know, and, that, and that's I mean, the issue. Though, unfortunately, like in, back in the day, you used to when there was only a few shows. Guys would go balls to the wall, but there's no reason. I mean, you can't like a Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle can't go balls to the wall in any of his matches because he's wrestling nine times a day. Like, you know, (laughs) an hour in between matches. Like, there's no way you can go out there and bust your ass. But, you know, the upside, uh, David Starr doesn't have to worry about staying up late on that Beyond show the night before. So he'll be fresh. (laughs) Right. He'll be all nice and fresh. But uh, yeah. uh, speaking of, I know you're. This is gonna be tough for you because uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is signing uh, premium VIP uh, on uh, Friday, April six at, at five p.m. So, oh man, are you, are you gonna leave the sugar mill, go to and Ooh. then come back? Is that what you're you were trying to do? But I'll have to see what's happened on the card so far because it, okay. it could be a, a thing where they're just like, oh man, Zack Saber Junior is out the opener to say, I want my match right now. Oh, the old evolve thing, yeah, the, the classic like <laughs> WWN weekend thing where yeah, and, and it happens. All all the time and like we, we said when when you're wrestling so soon afterwards a lot of guys riddles notorious for that in wrestlemania weekend that he wrestles the opener of everything he's in even if it's a title match or whatever because he's got to get to you know or drew galloway was was notorious for doing that particularly when he was going to nxt or whatever that he would you know i want the match right now and then be over in 10 minutes and he'd grab his bag and go get out of there and never come back but um yeah it'll be interesting to see about that but um you might be in time andrena seen all this and Zelina Vega will be signing with Ember Moon VIP session 7 p.m. Ooh, so, well, that that's an interesting group. Yes, I hope they're next to each other. And I don't know what did they. I feel like about? Zelina Vega would probably just spend the whole time saying mean things to <laughs> to Ember Moon or <laughs> Ember. Uh, all right. So I, while while we're talking about Thursday and Friday, so what time are you getting in uh, to WrestleMania weekend, or what, what time are you getting into New Orleans? I'm getting in on Wednesday afternoon. Okay, so you're planning a full slate on th- on Thursday then. Yep. Yeah, okay. doing Bloodsport and okay. Evolve on Thursday. Uh, not doing uh, Beyond. Oh, not, and and what about an evening with Paul Heyman? Oh, uh, I, I think I think I got other things. I okay, gotta do. And, I got uh, I gotta wash my hair. <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. I I do assume that you're uh, the the first hour of Wally Mania. You're definitely checking out before Evolve 102, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, all right. So I'm then, uh, a fan of Bad Luck Wally. <laughs> right. uh friday um what are you doing so we, we mentioned rev pro we mentioned crash 
Uh, are you doing anything in the morning? Are you doing the uh, Wrestling Observer Live newsletter with, with <laughs> Dave and Brian at 9.30? That's a joke. No, please don't. Answer. <laughs> Slobberknocker sessions at 10. But so you're, I, I assume your your first thing is noon at, at the crash, right? You know, it'd actually be funny if I would go to the Observer thing because that would be literally my first real introduction to the Observer. I've never read an issue. I've never oh, listened no, no, to no, a second no, of it. No, like, no, that would be the thing where I just show up. I'm like, hey, guys, uh, what's all this about? Yeah, hey, uh, does, has anybody asked? the question about Montreal Screwjob yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> you know try to get that in there and find out if it was a work or a shoot so um well I'm sure I'm positive I'll be answered like three times but twice as a troll question than once like some legitimate guys like oh hey Dave uh I've read some <laughs> stuff that said that uh maybe Bret Hart was in on it do you think it was a work or a shoot so anyway so you're doing crash at, at so yes yeah, the crash uh rev pro WWN super show and spring break is my okay. friend that's, that's a hell of a day Friday man that, that's gonna be fun but so oh, so uh, excited so we, we talked about Rev Pro. That's obviously going on Friday at four. Uh, it's only going up against Evolve One Hundred Three, so that's really your only head to head, other than you know access. But you can probably skip access. Um, <laughs> then uh, we're going to talk Saturday, t- eleven a.m. I thought it was ten last year. It's eleven a.m. this time. Pressing revolvers, pancakes, and pile drivers. Kelly, are you waking up early to go to pancakes and pile drivers? Oh, you know I am. Hell yeah! After Joe Janela's spring break, you're you're aware of that, right? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Gonna watch uh, Pentagon and Nick Gage just bludgeon each other. Show up covered in blood and broken glass. <laughs> Don't even shower. Yeah, just yeah. I'll just never shower ever again. I'll be that guy. It's just like, look, I got Nick Gage's blood in my arm. <laughs> right. So it uh, burns now. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I need to get this. Uh, the processing revolver, uh, pancakes and powder. We talked about it last year. I believe you and I did talk about this last year. Uh, yes. Hilarious show. I'm so glad this thing happens. And and this year's is actually pretty interesting. The first year uh, last year was like an okay show. There wasn't a ton of stuff that was really highlighted. Man, this yeah. year's show, 11, 11 a.m. at the Sugar Mill. You always spend a lot of time there. It's, you know, I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. There's some good It's stuff. a fun card. <laughs> um, so we got Eddie Kingston versus Juice Robinson. That's fascinating. I'm curious. It's, it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, I mean, I like- that was at last year's Pancakes and Pile Drivers where we got the fun match between Eddie Kingston and um, Adam Rose, where I'm pretty sure Eddie had tried his best to concuss him. <laughs> that was awesome. Just like stiff as hell, chair shot at him like three times in the head and then gave him like a razor's edge over the guardrail into the front row of chairs. No, he deserved it because he's kind of a piece. Oh of yeah, no. Yeah, so I'm glad the one time I was exactly why my entire life is him <laughs> legitimately hurting uh, Adam Rose. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, there, it uh, was awesome. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, Shane Strickland. That sounds like a lot of fun too. That's just Shane Strickland doing a lot of flips and moves and dives and Eddie or Jeff Cobb grabbing him and then tossing him around the ring, which yep. I'm into. That uh, AEW Championship ACH. So this is AEW, of course, out of Chicago. You know, Kelly, you just went to uh, uh, an AEW show last week. I did. And of course, I live in Chicago and I go often, except for that show, which I skipped because I knew you were going. But uh, AW yeah, Championship, I know, I know. ACH, uh, I, I was like, Liger's great, but Kelly's going to be there. And I got to talk to him. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not even going to bother. I'll see, I'll see Liger another time. I'm sure he's coming around the Chicago loop sometime again. But uh, no, AW Championship, uh, ACH defending his title against Trevor Lee. And now, so you were at AW uh, last weekend. Any chance that they make a title switch here? Or do you think ACH is retaining? I'm going to, I don't think so because Trevor Lee already, well, Trevor Lee does already have a belt with them, right? Like, he's the Heritage Champion. Uh, I believe he is still the Heritage Champion, correct, yes. I mean, they could unify the titles, but I I see ACH winning. Yeah, I, I do as well. I don't think uh, 
this seems like a bad time to do uh, you know a random title switch on 11 a.m. show and like the undercard or whatever. But pretty cool moment for them to be in there. Uh, anyway, this uh, this is an interesting one here. OVE, which I assume is 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 going to include Sam McAlhan this time uh, versus Air Fox, Joey Janela, and Brian Cage. That'll be awesome. My God, Air Fox, Joey Janela, <laughs> and Brian Cage. Because last year they had the insane like eight or nine way ladder match. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be that match for this year where we're just going to see them hitting each other with every spot imaginable and taking ridiculous bumps. How is Joey Janela going to be on this, this morning? Oh, <laughs> cause I think about it. He's facing great Sasuke the day pro- before the night. I'm pretty sure like he's going to be before. exploded in some way. In that <laughs> That's like he's, he's definitely missing a limb. Uh, he's probably still got a barrel attached to him in some way, shape or form. Like he's not going to be able to. So I, I, man, I feel for that guy. Like there's a lot of guys on these shows and of course they're, they're pulling double duty. They're going at night. They're, they're wrestling the next morning, but Janela, man, you, cause you know that he's not going in there to have just a, a grappling like exhibition <laughs> with great Sasuke. Like he's going to do silly shit and then yeah. he's gonna get up at 11 AM and then do silly shit with Air Fox, Brian cage uh, and OVE. So that's going to be, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure Penelope Ford's going to take some bumps in this one. Yeah, that 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 probably is not a bad idea for Janela to let someone else <laughs> take a bump or two here. But uh, I mean, and Air Fox will gladly take any bumps you need. Oh um, yeah, anytime you need someone to fall on their head and look like they're gonna die, like Air Fox is great at that. And Brian Cage is Brian Cage, so I'm sure. Uh, and, and you got OVE on the other side, and and Chris, uh, the the Chris. I mean, Callahan will will do his little stuff here and there, but yeah. Chris is always there to you know throw oddly and, and figure out what you can. Regardless do of how you feel about OVE, they always try hard. No, they do. It's effort is always there. I mean, those dudes, they, they could be whatever. And like, I've, I've kind of grown. I, I used to really dislike them and I don't necessarily dislike them as much anymore, <laughs> but there's no denying that. Yeah, they'll bust their ass and they're going to take some. I mean, especially in a match like this where you just tell them to go out there and do shit. They're great at that. There yeah. there they're, there's not many teams better at just doing shit, you know, like. Oh, you missed. You also missed them being very mad at Teddy Hart on uh, at AAW. <laughs> you don't say Teddy Hart causing issues with people. <laughs> I don't know what was supposed to happen, but it ended with Dave Crist. I'm pretty sure legit pump kicking uh, Teddy Hart in the chest and flinging him so far he smashed his head into a fan in the first row. <laughs> okay, sorry for the fan, but uh, not as sorry for Teddy Hart because yeah, yeah, no, that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> to be fair, that's a Teddy Hart experience. I can't. Oh uh, yeah, AEW that. knows that too. That's the other problem is they know I've. Heard, talk to guys in AEW, they're like, oh, Teddy Hart. And then they keep bringing him. Stop bringing him. Just if, or if you're going to bring him, understand the Teddy Hart experience. Maybe they do, and they, they appreciate it or like it. I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> yeah, seeing Teddy Hart live is always something that I, I, I definitely recommend you do. Don't go to the show just because it's Teddy Hart, but go. No. No. Because he might not show up. Right, because there's a very, there's like a 75% chance that's not going to. But if he does show up, you're going to see wrestlers break character and really start getting upset because there's i've never been to a show with teddy hart on it where he didn't like get somebody mad like legit mad and make them want to kill him so it's always (laughs) a great experience and then you have that idea of like he has to walk through the curtain and then what happens then like does he just go outside does he go to his car does he leave immediately because he can't just like hang around these locker rooms because everybody hates him like everybody has like a a certain teddy hart i don't know Uh, everyone's got a everyone's got a teddy hart story yeah which is like at some point it's just but you know it's He's so goddamn good. That's the problem. Stop being good. He's like, that's what I've said. Like every time I see him, it's just like, you could be one of the best in the world. If you weren't such a dipshit, (laughs) if you weren't just a big chode, you'd be great, but you're just a giant chode. Uh, all right. Uh, I was gonna say speaking, but that, that's not gonna work. Jessica Havoc, Miko Satamura and Kimber Lee, the returning Kimber Lee on this show. That's, um, I really don't know how I feel about this match. One third of that match is very, very good. Yes. Not Jessica Havoc. So (laughs) one third of (laughs) 
this match, according to Rovert, is a drunk. <laughs> so it's I'm saying 11 a.m. show is a great idea. So, like, I don't, I don't know what I want out of this match. I just want to see Mako Sitimura just kick people's heads off. But like, I don't know if I would have preferred it to be a singles match or what. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, how do you? Uh, it's just, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> is this the only match she's on all weekend? I feel like it is. I don't remember her being in anything else, and that's why I was so surprised to see her name pop up because. She's got to be on spring break too, right? Um, you know, there there is some like little odds and ends stuff that people haven't quite announced yet. Because I, I think like, Joey said he's got two more matches he has he's not going to announce. Okay, that can so I'm sense. wondering if she's gone there. Like you'd think she has to be. I mean, because this is it. I mean, I, I just did a search on uh, on it, and she, that's it. That's the only one that she's announced for. And I, I cannot imagine her coming to America, working pancakes and pile drivers at 11 a.m. and then just bouncing or just like hanging around New Orleans while like one of the greatest women's wrestlers in the world is just there, like sitting. In, she's got to be in just random stuff, right? Yeah. Like, and it, I was surprised she wasn't even like booked for Shimmer or anything yeah. like that. What the fuck? Why is she in the show? Like, what? I don't happen? know. It's so <laughs> weird. Who who was the conduit to have this happen? Like, who was the person? If it was it Marty DeRosa? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just like really good friends with Joey Ryan or something. Yeah, right. That'd be great. That'd be a great like. What do these people talk about? But <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it should. Be, it would make sense that she'd be friends with Joey Ryan. They, they've crossed paths, you know. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Joey Ryan, uh, he is going to be teaming with Ses- uh, Session Moth Martina against Cole Cabana and the aforementioned Marty DeRosa, who is not a wrestler. Oh, this is going to be just the worst. Marty DeRosa is a podcaster announcer guy, not that <laughs> athletic. I mean, he looks like he's in okay shape. I've I've met the man before. He's not like, you know, gross out of shape, but he is uh, not a wrestler. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> it's just going to be terrible. Because here's the thing. if As long as Colt and Joey are in there, it'll be fine. Right. The problem is Marty DeRosa and Session Moth are also in this match. Uh, yeah, that, um, that should be fun. Now, you, you went to Pancakes and Power Drivers last year, correct? Yes. How many pancakes did you consume? Um, Initially, you just got a plate with two. Because okay, I don't think they knew enough. how many they would have for people, but I'm really pretty enough. sure you could go up and grab more. Okay. So I only had those two because we had actually eaten something beforehand because we kind of didn't entirely <laughs> believe there would actually be pancakes. Yes, I, 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 that's what I was wondering. Were there a- so there were actually pancakes. Uh, can you confirm that Sammy Callahan was making them? Oh man, I wish. Oh, he was not. I think because like it was sponsored by IHOP, so like I think they just had like legit IHOP chefs oh. there. See, that's I want like. I want like spittle in it. I want to be like, ooh, like there's like <laughs> chewing tobacco in there or whatever. So, well, Sammy, it's just he, he drinks the milk and then spits it in there. <laughs> oh god. Well, now Joey Ryan. I I wonder who on this card of, of anybody on this card. Who would you most? I, well, I, well, two part question. Who would you most want to make the pancakes, and who would you least want to make the pancakes? I think most. I feel like Pentagon probably can throw down to some good ass pancakes. I don't know why, but I feel like that's like one of the things you just like don't expect it. And also, like the problem is, I think they're gonna taste like icy hot though, and that's that's oh, gonna yeah. be a problem because he's he, he's douses himself and he showers in icy hot, so that could be, <laughs> that could be an issue. But if your stomach feeling a little bad, I don't know, maybe that could help your stomach a little bit. So. Or Brian Cage probably too. Yes, yes. Because I mean, he, I bet he does those insane like the Rock meals. Where it's just like, here, look at this stack of 36 pancakes. Right, my cheat meal is I eat, yeah, I eat like enough pancakes to feed a village. But yeah, would Brian, but would he, I feel like Brian Cage, the problem with him is he's going to try to like, 
try to fuck up the because he's going to try to put like protein powder in it and stuff and he'll have like nuts in it and whatnot and and i don't know about you but i just want like a pancake man you know what i mean i, mean? I want? try it okay that, that's i mean that because i think well competing pancake stands might be a good idea you got like brian K- I, what i think that whoever books the show in the future whoever does whatever they should have each man come with their pancake recipe <laughs> and then you have like a table that's like Shane Strickland's, you know, what was his take on the pancake or whatever? What does Jeff Cobb think about pancakes? Jeff Cobb would maybe add, you know, some, some pineapples or something like that. Like there's, there's some good stuff there. Eddie Kingston. He just like his, is just a Eddie makes a good breakfast. yeah, he, but he doesn't, he's just like straight to it. He gets the yeah. box and he does it and it's over. And he's like, no, 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 I don't do that. Like, and then juice Robinson, he's got like sprinkles. Like, I mean, this is, this is what we're really talking about here. This is yeah. where the, this pancakes and pile drivers goes to the next level. Joey Ryan, I don't know, probably pubes or something would be in there. I don't know if you really want those. Yeah, I think Joe, like, there's it, it probably you'd find hair in it, but I think it wouldn't be too bad. Um, I wouldn't want Teddy Hart to make it. <laughs> no, no, because he'd just be like, oh shit, I forgot all those cocaine in my boot. I gotta get <laughs> yeah. rid of it. Uh, right. I'll put it in the eggs. Well, that could be that could be a thing though. I don't know. So, was it just pancakes, or were there other were there other breakfast items? It was just pancakes. Okay, so just pancakes with syrup in the house. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got like a bring, like their cups. <laughs> okay. Did they bring their potpourri of uh, of syrups, or did they just? It was just, just maple. maple. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Not that I've like never, I only do maple. I don't do any of the other. ones. I've never done the chicar. I was about to say I've never done the chicar syrups either. But I feel like boysenberry should just be there anyway because it's kind of like their thing. You know, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, the main events. Uh, I assume the main event: Pentel Zero M and Phoenix versus Teddy Hart and Jack Evans. So now this is another two part question: A will Teddy Hart show up? <laughs> I hope I hope so. Is he booked on anything else this weekend? Oh man, let me find out about. I don't Teddy. think so. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think he's probably, <laughs> if he shows up to the arena, you can then like have him wrestle. But yeah, no, this is all he's. Uh, this is all he's on. So, <laughs> so we'll see him just all weekend wandering around because that's sure. what he likes to do. <laughs> just creep people out. Yeah, he though he won't have the cat. Yeah, Mr. Money has, has, has moved on to the uh, the ring in the sky or whatever. So unfortunate. Has he, and he hasn't replaced Mr. with Money's another. dead? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, because last sorry. I heard he was kidnapped by Teddy. Oh, that might be girlfriend. true. I don't know. That might be true. I don't know what uh, the current status of Mr. Money. I just know Mr. Money is not out of the picture. I thought Mr. Money died, but I could be wrong. Oh, because, yeah, last I heard was on the Janela episode of Officer and a Gentleman where Teddy was trying to concoct the scheme where joey would book a show and then book teddy hart's girlfriend and mr money so that they could kidnap mr money back from her (laughs) and i guess she had also had mr money uh neutered because he was like a prized uh breeding cat okay and she did that to spite teddy wow well unfortunately i I regret to inform you kelly uh january 25th 2018 uh, Teddy Hart on Twitter said, Mr. Money was very special. He was a natural performer and a great Catholic. I miss you every day, my friend. Oh, no. Heart emoji, so. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset about that, too. I'm pretty gutted by uh, Mr. Money. But, um, oh, they they should do. Oh, fuck. The clusterfuck on Joey Janela's show should be the Mr. Money Memorial <laughs> Battle Royal. And the new Mr. Money comes out and wins. Because <laughs> there's time for a new Mr. Money, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's got to come at some point, but because um, you can always have it come down to the new Mister Money and the Invisible Man, right? And yeah, I mean that you'd obviously book. <laughs> so uh, as far as I know, yeah, this is all for Teddy Hart. He has uh, retweeted it on his Twitter profile, so he is aware of the booking, which is good. Okay, that's good at least. That's good. <laughs> um, so there's a good chance you're going to see him against yeah. uh, Team with Jack Evans, the guy who uh, 
I, I, are they still buds? Because I remember Jack kind of was happy to not be Teddy's babysitter anymore. But I don't know. If oh, that's a- right. Yeah, I forgot about that. I feel like there's a good chance that Pentagon kills Teddy Hart. Yes, and that's I was going to say. There's there's a good chance a murder can occur. Phoenix will just kind of do Phoenix things, and he might get annoyed, but then Pe- he'll tag Penta in, and Penta will legitimately like throw a spike through Teddy's head. So because Pentagon will probably be mad, because I'm assuming he'll be all full of cuts from the night before with the match with Gage. Right, right. So he's going to be agitated extra, and you know, yeah, Teddy Hart, and that's just fucking putting kerosene on a <laughs> on a fire. So yeah, that's uh, that should go. But yeah, Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, L Zero M, and Phoenix. That sounds pretty awesome. I mean, that's not going to be nothing on this card is going to be like great. Nothing is going to be a very good match, but a lot of really fun stuff. I mean, Cobb Strickland could be pretty fun, uh, and everything else is just kind of there for sideshow purposes. Yeah, the, the I mean, versus AR Fox, Joy Janela, Brian Cage. That's just a car crash match. Right, exactly, which will be awesome. So this this shit looks like a pretty fun show there. On uh, honestly, the best match that has like a legitimate chance of being like over four stars is probably ACH versus Trevor Lee. Yeah, and that's gonna be worth pretty solidly too because it's the AW Championship. They're they're coming there sort of, and they've promoted it as well locally. So that's gonna be a thing. I think they're gonna try to make that a, a pretty good match and make that sort of a standout and, and sort of an advertisement for them as well. So yeah, I would look at that one and and, and maybe the Jeff Cobb Shame Strickland as, as as matches to kind of put a star in but the rest of this card i mean i would 100 percent go to the show if i was going to mania weekend it sounds incredible it sounds fun um and that's really you know that's what you do and that's why i love your path mm-hmm. of uh awesome anyway so we, we talked about so you're getting up um saturday you're, you're skipping access i closed the, the tab for access <laughs> by mistake and i don't feel like opening it again so we'll see nah, that's all right uh 11 a.m the <laughs> pancakes and pile drivers uh what are you doing then after that because you got progress at 12 of course you're probably not gonna be able to get to that uh, you got uh, something to wrestle with live uh, at 2 p.m. I don't know if you're doing that, but uh, are you doing nothing until the next show we're going to talk about and preview? I th- yeah, I think we have we've got a big chunk of Saturday open because a lot of it is maybe shows or things that it's like, well, we could just go actually see the city. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. That is one. And that's that's an issue that I have with, with, with some WrestleMania weekends. It's like, I kind of wish they would go to cities that like, I don't actually kind of want to hang out in. Like if they went to just some random ass city that I don't really care about whatsoever, it would be like Orlando was one of those where I really wanted to go last year to Orlando and then things just didn't quite work out. But cause I was like, I have no desire to see any other part of Orlando. I am no. totally cool. Just going to wrestling shows. Whereas New Orleans, I would feel a little, cause I've never been there. So I'd feel a little like if I, if I left on, you know, Sunday or Monday or whatever, and I was like, all I did was go to the sugar mill. And like, <laughs> like what am I doing? Like I was here in this great city and i just did nothing with it but because yeah orlando was perfect because like my buddy lives there so he knew anything we could we should go to and it's like i don't give a fuck about disney so i, no, I didn't yeah, I'm really that good. yeah so like orlando was perfect but this i kind of want to see things like bourbon street and all that stuff so this next show is is tentative for you then uh, yes ECW's welcome to the combat zone saturday april 7th 3 p.m at the sugar mill so you just is your hotel just like i hope you're just staying at the sugar mill like you might as well just sleep in a bag because i feel like you're not leaving the sugar mill ever except for you know, we actually met we got a nice airbnb like house that's between the WWN and the sugar mill oh nice perfect yeah so that's 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 cool um all right so here's our card for ccw welcome to the combat zone we'll talk about it a little bit i'm gonna run down the entire card and then we can kind of kind of go back and, and and sort of fill in the blanks there but uh our opening match is the uh who will fill the open scramble question mark that's how it's being so i don't know who's gonna fill the open scramble but that's what they're asking uh there's also an ove open challenge with so the chris versus somebody uh rich swan question mark versus zachary wentz it's still being advertised rich swan claims he's not doing it that's kind of the theme of this entire weekend is rich swan is still being announced for things nobody has said he's off a show he claims he's off, so I don't know what the hell is going to go on. So Rich Swan might be there against Zachary Wentz. I have no idea. We'll see. 
Uh, Ricky Shane Page versus Ethan Page. Uh, Joey Ryan versus MJF. Uh, Juice Robinson versus David Starr. Will Ospreay versus Desmond Xavier. Jeff Cobb versus Joe Gacy. And then your main event, Sammy Callahan versus Joey Janela. Because Joey Janela cannot have a fucking free moment this entire weekend. He's got to be wrestling <laughs> somebody at some time. And he's usually got to be involved with Sammy Callahan in some way. But uh, what do you make of the CCW show? And why are you sort of on the fence about it right now? So last year's CCW show made me a fan of the promotion and like I actually follow it now. I got High Spots Network, I watch every show, and I genuinely enjoy it. What I don't like about this show is that it feels like an afterthought. Because they're already on the main on their normal shows, they're booking towards best of the best. And that's what the tournament the tournament was at WrestleMania weekend last year, and it was awesome. But so they're booking towards best of the best. And they're booking towards a big title match on that show between Ricky Shane Page and MJF. And so they already they did a contract signing for that. So it's like, why would I ever believe that Ethan Page is going to win the title at this show? <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. It's like, because, and they never reference that this show is happening on any of their shows leading up to it. It's right, very. Right. It, it feels like it doesn't even exist. So I, they don't seem to be putting much effort into it. And like, it's got none of the CZW fun you want. Like last year we got the Pentagon versus Matt Tremont match where they just whacked each other with light tubes. That was awesome. Nothing like that on this card. Yeah. I think that's my one concern with this card is, and, and, and like on paper, it's like actually a pretty fun card and a lot of really good matches there. Like Will Ospreay, Devin Xavier is going to be awesome. Like, uh, you know, you know, if, if Rich Swan does show up and if he does wrestle him versus Zachary Wentz, sounds great. You know, Joey Ryan and MJF is, is like a great sort of comedy match. I mean, I'm sure the interplay between those two are going to be great. And, and Callahan Janelle will be pretty fun as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, Juice Robinson, David Starr. Jeez, I can't believe I, I skipped over that one. That sounds incredible. It sounds yeah. awesome. But it's like, do you want to go to CCW to see Juice Robinson versus David Starr? I I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's and it's not to say I don't want to see Juice Robinson versus David Starr. I absolutely do. If that match was on the Ref Pro Show or Pancakes and Pile Drivers or whatever, I'd say, oh, that's awesome. But like, dude, it's CCW. Like, I don't want. I want CCW. I don't want exactly any of this other stuff. And I don't know if there's issues with commissions. I don't know what the hell if, if there's some background to it. But this doesn't feel any different than any of the other cards we talked about. And that's a concern for me because it's like, yes, it's supposed to be CCW. It, it, it's when you go, like you said, you want to see guys hitting each other with light tubes. You want to see the CCW experience. This doesn't feel any different than Pancakes and Pile Drivers. It's just the same guys, you know, with Joe Gacy involved. Yeah, it's it, it's very disappointing because, like I said, last year's show made me a fan. Like I really, really loved that show. It was so much fun. And then this year, it's yeah, it's just a show. I think you're gonna get a lot of your um, potentially with like your your open scramble. You get a lot of CCW guys, but there's not big moments for those guys. Like the open challenge, maybe you'll get a little bit. Uh, the open scramble, you get a little bit. But yeah, like. You're saying up and down the card, though. It's just kind of guys, you know, guys that yeah. you've seen the entire weekend. So that's a little disappointing there. But uh, all right. So you got uh, potentially on the fence about uh, Saturday at, at 3 p.m. for Combat Zone Wrestling. Anything else that you're planning on doing Saturday? Are you going to Supercard of Honor? Uh, no, that was by the time we had decided that we might do that. The seats were pretty much all sold out. And like we were looking, it's like, well, we can get maybe three seats together over here and. The other three of us can sit over here. <laughs> so, so maybe that night we might do style battle. Because 10 bucks a ticket, why not? <laughs> but like, and even then, if we get, get dinner and we show up halfway through, it's 10 bucks. Right, cares? right. And that's going to kind of be the, the it's, it's, it's style battle. Who cares? It's kind of the tenor of the entire weekend, both by the people booking style battle, people involved in style battle. So that could be pretty fun because like, 
when Gabe doesn't give a shit about something, it ends up sometimes being the most fun. And this one could be that where he's just like, I don't fucking care. You guys decide. Like it could be like a d- people decide in the ring who's gonna win or like you know what I mean. Like because he doesn't yeah. give a shit. He doesn't care. He's ready for stab out or go away. It's a it's there because Flow Slam wanted it. And he's got to you know pay it off at, at many weekend. But that could end up being super fun then because of that because it could just like, be like this lighthearted like whatever dude. I don't give a shit. Like whatever. my dream final is Darby Allen versus Nick Gage. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, Darby would die. Like. <laughs> And he'd be fine with it. Darby would be like, you know what? Yeah, you should murder me. Like, you should definitely kill me in the ring right here. And, and that's the match where Darby drives his spray painted car into the arena. And <laughs> with it. Right. Oh my god, God! I hope that happens. Oh Jesus, that needs to happen. So good. That sounds incredible. But uh, so no taker for you. No supercard of honor. You're doing potentially style ball at eight. So like you yep. said, you might be out in the town. But I hope you're capping off your nights because Kelly. Oh does, god, it, yes. it would not be a Kelly. WrestleMania preview without talking about Kaiju Big Battle 1155 Saturday April 7th you were going to Kaiju I imagine right you would oh, never god yeah it. I okay. would never miss it like I'm debating on doing the the Sunday show too but probably not yeah because that, that's your brand definitely is the uh, uh the Kaiju so what can you tell us about this year's Kaiju Big Battle because there is not a lot uh so all I know is Unicorn Party is going to fight uh a dude named number 13 okay that that's it that's all you need to know. <laughs> so we got to name. The show is live and let die. There's really been nothing out other than that. All we know is bell time is 1155. And, and I think that's kind of how kind big battle should be. Like you shouldn't yeah. know the whole card. It shouldn't be said, but uh, the game we're going to play here as we, as we kind of wrap up our, our preview is uh, I want you to try to name a few people that you think like normal wrestlers that are, are, are appearing this weekend on other shows that are definitely showing up for Kaiju Big Battle. You won't know that it's them maybe right away, but it's one of those things where like you could tell within five minutes that Chris Hero is definitely like a pancake or whatever. <laughs> Who are, 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 are the ones that you're already anticipating or are maybe we can just do guesses, whichever one, whether it's guys that you know are going to be there, guys you think are going to be there, and then guys you want to be there. Let's It's maybe a, a, a list of five maybe of people that could potentially show up here on Kaiju Big Battle. I mean, Janela has to be one, right? I feel like, yeah, that's that's a gimme for sure. Like Janela, I I wouldn't be surprised unless Sasuke is like going home right away. I could see him being like, yeah, I want to be in a monster suit. Oh, you'd put Sasuke under a monster So he wouldn't come out as great Sasuke. He would come in as a monster suit. I could see that being like his idea. Okay, I like it. Like, well, why don't you just wrestle? He's like, no, no, no. I want to. I want to be the. Yeah, waffle. Be one of those things. Like, I want to be. I want to. I want to be the Waffle Man. Right. Yeah. Okay. I. I, I like that a lot. I yeah. Let's see if do. I can do the Sasuke special and the Waffle Man. Suit. Oh, he. And I'm sure. Oh God, for a great Sasuke. <laughs> any opportunity that Sasuke can have to hurt himself, he definitely goes out of his way to do it. So you're. you're yeah. Right. Like every year, the Great Space War is my favorite match because. Great Sasuke tries to murder himself yeah, so many times. <laughs> like, what's the highest point and what's the thing that I can fall off of in or around? Like, oh, dude. My like, favorite part of it is when he just starts to try and do like feats of strength. Because like one of his recurring bits in that match is he'll set up like two ladders and then he'll just grab this balance bar and put them on top, like put it on the top of both ladders and then try to flip around the bar. <laughs> like and it's not even he's trying to attack someone he's just trying to do it yeah he's a and then there was last year or not this last year but the year before then where he was just going around like he was the sandman chugging eggnog <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the best part was when he was standing just at like the top of kirk and steps and you could tell he drank too much eggnog and just like spits it out all over himself and just this kid stares at him with this horrified look <laughs> That's why if you're if you're at WrestleMania weekend and you're not going to spring break, you are missing what could be the most amazing. The great Sasuke in in that environment. I mean, it's it's crazy enough that you get you know him in in 
you know, the great space war, like you said, and it mentioned Oka Pro, but I mean, my God, with Joey, with, with the creative mind of Joey Janela at that show with great Sasuke, I mean, you would be absolutely it's insane. Be amazing. To to show. Yeah. You'd be absolutely ridiculous not to go to that show. So I hope, Let's uh, see. who else would be under a mask? I feel like maybe I bet. I don't, I don't know. Darby Allen, you think? Uh, Darby seems like a good choice. I, I I think one of the things that a lot of people mention is, is, is there a chance that uh, Obushi and Omega show up as well? We know Bushi always wants to, but I feel like he might just be too busy this weekend to do the guy. I was thinking about that, and I could definitely see, like, they get in the car after the after Ring of Honor, and Kenny's like, "All right, yeah, I'm tired. Let's just go back to the hotel, watch a movie." And Bushi's like, "No, monsters." <laughs> right. I was like, "But, but Kota, we're, I'm tired. No, monsters." And then they start to drive, but then Kenny notices Abushi fall asleep in the car, and he's like, "All right, cool," and just pulls into the hotel. <laughs> and then Abushi wakes up and just forgets yeah. that even happened. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I like that scenario a lot because yeah, I, I, I've man, I want them to be. I want because I, I think Kenny like being whatever, being like a fucking chicken and throwing like V triggers would be incredible. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I, it, they're they're just doing a ton here. But it is Kota Bushi, and he's a nutcase. Yeah, he's been a little more level-headed it. lately, though. So that's that's the issue. Did you ever did you read any of the notes from Ibushi's appearance on Kushida's podcast? I did not. No, I he is just a fascinating man. Like my favorite part was when they're talking about their hobbies, and Ibushi's like, eh, "I don't, I don't really have any hobbies," and he starts going off about fishing and how he thinks it's stupid. <laughs> I, agree my, I agree with him. I agree with Just that, goes man. like, "Well, do, do you do you read?" And he goes, no, I don't like reading. I don't like that it puts ideas in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the guy that decided to be a wrestler because he wanted to be Goku from Dragon Ball Z when he grew up. And then he saw wrestling and he's like, well, that's close enough. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And you're right. He's going to definitely want to go, but it's going to be Kenny that's going to have to tell him not to. Yeah. Kenny is will Kenny be strong willed enough. Is Kenny strong willed enough to, to avoid it? <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. It, I do. Th- I, if Abushi falls asleep in the car, it, all bets are off. They're going back to the hotel. <laughs> uh, so, anybody else that you think has a chance of possibly showing up in, in Kaiju for people that are? That I'm going to bet Colt Cabana probably. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a good case. Uh, hell, if they get out of uh, Takeover soon enough, you might see Chris Hero. <laughs> wow that how awesome would that be by the way and you would know it's chris hero too like that'd be the best part too you're like that <laughs> chris hero <laughs> i always enjoy that in past so many weekends where you're like that's because he would work like pretty okay mm-hmm. and you would know because like most other people like, like half of kaiju and if you've never seen kaiju big battle before maybe i suppose we should do that for for people that have never seen kaiju big battle before what how would you describe it kelly for for someone that's just swooping in has no idea what's going on just kind of saying hey there's a show on, on saturday night or whatever i'll go see what it's all about like wh- how would you even begin to describe it? okay so remember like in the old godzilla movies when the monsters would fight and they'd start like throwing drop kicks and stuff uh it's it's that it's just that in a wrestling ring and there's big fake buildings that they throw at each other like that that's all that's all yeah, you need. And it just gets more insane as it goes it's one of those shows that like I definitely always like will watch for you know an hour because I'm always tired by this time anyway like if I was there live I would definitely go and I would definitely enjoy it but like I'm at home and I'm like I, I gotta watch Kaiju or whatever and I sit down and it's like an hour in and like yeah it, it's fine I enjoy it but it's like 
you got to be in a special frame of mind for it. So definitely make sure you're rested, make sure you're ready to go. And like, you're going to be able to fall asleep afterwards, but like, don't go into it immediately after takeover. Don't like, you got to sort of get in the right headspace for it. Cause it's an incredible experience if you're in the right headspace, but if you're just yeah. kind of tired and hanging out and you've had a busy day, like you're not going to, but so get a little nap in there, get something, maybe get a little something in your body if you want and, and just enjoy it and let it take you on whatever adventure it's going to take you on. Cause I always, I always do go back and watch the shows because they're always really fun experiences. But yeah, it's like in that moment, Saturday, it's a little tough, but but you, you can make it work. I promise. Yeah, I'm going through my pictures from last year and I forgot that at one point they had a match that was their version of a ladder match where you, I think you had to retrieve a flag from on top of a building. And it was just a, a ladder just covered in cardboard and shit to make it look like this giant building. <laughs> like that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. And then at po- some point, Sue Young showed up on that show last year. I forgot oh, about that. <laughs> yeah. And there's a dude called the Scab who is just a giant scab. <laughs> and who could forget steam-powered tentacle boulder? Of course, yes. I, are are you following Kaiju uh, currently? Like, I I'll see the tweet, like the Twitter. There was a time when I was way into Kaiju Big Battle. Like I follow, I I still have some DVDs. Like I was way into it, but then I just fell off because I, I I just feel like it didn't make tape as much, and when it did, it just wasn't as good. Right. Oh, Jack Evans is totally going to be one of. Those oh guys. my god! Of course, Jack Evans is going to be there because I I think I'm pretty sure he was like silver potato for the longest time. <laughs> don't don't go unmasking people here. You want people upset? Oh, sorry. But um, no, you're probably right. Yeah, sorry, up rocks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. So I would not be surprised at all to see him on this card then. Okay, that'd be awesome then. I definitely want to see him. So, um, uh, of course, Saturday. So then you're doing Kaiju Big Battle to kind of wrap up your Saturday there. So you got a little bit of yep. a gap there. You're going to have some st- time. Uh, Sunday, are you going to Mania? Are you doing Access? What are you, oh, what are God, you doing on no. Sunday? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go to Access. I'm going to sign the, uh, the Get Well Soon Shane card for his diverticulitis. <laughs> I hope that's a thing where you can just like sign a big it's the card giant card for him. Yeah. yeah, I also hope it's a thing that Vince just made it up to like, and then he's gonna strut out there like, ah, you thought uh, you know the concussions were bad? Well, my son came back from diverticulitis. I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen. My anything. son's full of his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Kelly. Oh, this oh, is... oh, is there a meet and greet with Ronda Rousey? Because I want to ask her if she can travel through time. <laughs> I, I'm hoping if they're smart, they keep Ronda away from uh, public appearances <laughs> that entire weekend. But uh, I do not believe she is appearing at WWE Access, but I could be wrong. Let me uh, let me confirm that. I don't want anybody to be. Um, I don't want. I don't want to deter anybody away from going to Access because, of course, you that know. was the wildest shit I've seen in a while. Yeah, that was <laughs> just all it took was one dude to misspo- like misspeak for a half a second, and she just totally rewrote the question in her head. Like, why is he asking me about time travel? Of course, yeah. I can't time travel. <laughs> Yeah, she's well, she's a a, a genius. <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah. Um okay, she is not currently listed as an access. Uh, which makes sense cuz you don't want to really her in the public. I don't think that's going to go well. No, you don't want that at all. I got to get arrested by beating up some some I mean that that's going to be a problem. Is like meeting WWE fans is going to be something that she's going to like eventually have to do. Yeah. And that's not going to go well. If if like Mike Golick, you know, <laughs> having one word wrong is enough to set her off. Like imagine a conversation with like a WWE encyclopedia touting, you know, guy <laughs> like that's, that's just fine. the, the guy that's still like, you know, that this I know it's fake, but that that was real. <laughs> right. 
that that was real. I know that part was real. Like that guy. Yeah. Oh god. All right. So, um, anything else on WrestleMania weekend that you're planning on doing? Anything that we haven't talked about? And uh, just overall, are you looking forward to the weekend? Oh god, I can't wait. It's last weekend was so much fun. This weekend, we're gonna do it even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, with I, I am so excited for Bloodsport. Like it's gonna, it's such a crazy thing that they're trying. I really hope it works out. Yeah, Bloodsport's a cool little alternative for people that don't know. I mean, obviously we've done on, on, on this podcast, but uh, depending on where this sort of leads in, in or whatever, that's going on at 3 p.m. On, on that first Thursday, which I believe is like the first proper show then. Is that the first show you're going I to? I think it is, yeah. yeah I don't think it's it something pops up Wednesday. on like Wednesday night. Yeah, I haven't seen anything so far, but so as far as we know, as by the time we're recording this, yeah, the Bloodsport is going to be your first show that you have Thursday at 3, and it's just such a cool, interesting, different show to sort of start out with. And 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 yeah, that looks pretty cool. That's definitely one that I would I would absolutely check out. Uh, if I, was gonna I really there, I mean, wonder if we'll get a return of Deathmatch Tim Thatcher. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's he's against Nick Gage. Right, and it's hard to have like a grapple match with Nick Gage, so you might as well, might as well kind of embrace it. Yeah, because you can't, you can't have like a right. Like, there's no way you could. I mean, Gage has gotten better, and like, I think he, I feel like he's better at that kind of stuff these days. So maybe, but I don't. I don't know. I think you, they could probably just do a striking match and just hit each other a whole bunch. Like that's that. true. They could, that yeah, would work. Yeah, you're right. They, they could. But uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I am excited that. to watch uh, to Joe as he goes through his personal hell when Dominic Garini faces Kyle the Beast. <laughs> Dominic Garini, who I am still convinced is actually Reggie Filsami of Nintendo of America. I have never seen them in the same place at the same time. No. So until no. I do, I, I'm with you on that. So I don't uh, I don't disagree on that. All right, Kelly, before we get out of here, you want to give your uh, your final plugs where people can find you on Twitter, where they can find some of your other work and uh, anything else that you need to yeah, talk uh, about. Find me on Twitter at Comic Kelly. Listen to me on the Panels on Pages podcast and read my WWE reviews on uh, Voices of Wrestling. All right, great. Where stuff, I will Kelly. continue oh. my performance art until I eventually collapse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know but why I won't you do, do WrestleMania because I'll be with friends and I'm not gonna ruin my night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. Yeah, please don't. Please, dear God, I, I, everything, Kelly. I always tell you, please stop reviewing these shows and you just do it anyway because you're, you're a great man. But uh, and please do not re- review WrestleMania. You can't. Who are we gonna have it. review WrestleMania? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. I'm gonna be in California. <laughs> I'm. I yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's really hard. I think last year was it just you and I, or I, I forget who it was. It I wasn't was, on it last year. It, oh, I know you did it because you were like sick through it yeah too. it was the worst experience ever in my entire life um i don't remember who else was on it it might have just been me but it'll probably just be like poor sean cedar <laughs> and like i don't even know i it definitely won't be suit because that last WWE show broke him yeah and i hope that he's going to some of these shows here but um actually no he'll be he'll be there live i was I gonna think. say he lives in new orleans so i hope he at least like find his way to something but uh yeah, he'll yeah. be. I think he's going to be at WrestleMania. So. Okay, okay, so he'll be there. Yeah, I don't know who that we're having. Yeah, it's probably just going to be poor Sean. <laughs> yeah, oh, poor Sean. Yeah, he's probably just going like, to. We can't oh. even have Garrett do it anymore. <laughs> no, I know. It used to be good to at least like settle it on Garrett. Ah, he could do it. Why not? <laughs> Conflict of interest at all. David O'Neill's head would explode. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what happened. I want more than anything. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's an Impact employee. <laughs> <laughs> He got mad when a guy that liked Impact review WWE shows, let alone a guy that works for the fucking competition. Jesus, he would die. So, well, what if we just hire a new writer named uh, Carrot Didney? <laughs> right, exactly. It's not completely unrelated. Yeah, just a G kidney, or I don't know, yeah. like Garrett K. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Kelly, get the hell out of here. All right, this has been <laughs> an experience here. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll keep going on with the rest of the previous series. Kelly, thank you very much. Thank you. Guys, I just want to take a quick break from our big WrestleMania preview to let you know that this episode of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Dollar Shave Club. And guys, your bathroom called. It's time to give it the cleaning it deserves. Get rid of all the junk that's lying around. Freshen up with high-quality products from Dollar Shave Club. Members like me, we get everything we need for a morning routine delivered right to our door. I just got a shipment a few days ago. I'm leaving on vacation for a few days, and nothing gets you ready for a vacation like a great package from Dollar Shave Club. And, of course, with WrestleMania weekend coming, you guys can still order and still make sure that you are looking your best this weekend. So here's a scoop. Dollar Shave Club is more than just razors. It's better than shopping at the store. Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need for your bathroom. They got razors. They have shave butter. They have shampoo. They have body wash. They have toothpaste. They have everything. Everything you need to look, smell, and feel your absolute best. I get an amazing high-quality shave every single morning for my Dollar Shave Club Executive Razor. It is, without a doubt, the best razor I have ever used. The nurse uses it. She loves it. She demands I, I order Dollar Shave Club every single month, and it's exactly, it's, it's the best. That Executive Razor is unbelievable. Also, the Dr. Carver Shave Butter, we've talked about it before. It's fantastic as well. It goes on clear so you can see what you're shaving, and since Dollar Shave Club delivers everything to you, you don't have to step foot in a store, wander a bunch of aisles, get the random key that opens up the razors, and figure out what body wash is going to work for you. None of that. You're done with that. What you're going to do right now is you're going to clean your bathroom and your morning routine. You're going to join Dollar Shave Club today. And just for five bucks, that's only five dollars with free shipping, you will get a six blade executive razor plus trial sizes of the shave butter, the body cleansers, and the infamous one wipe Charlie's. Then the blades keep coming for just a few bucks more a month. Get yours today. Dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. And we thank them, of course, for sponsoring this week's episode. And to help us preview Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground, it is Lawson Leon. Lawson, how's it going? It's going well, Rich. Thanks for having me on this. Absolutely, yeah. First time we've uh, we've we've talked here. I'm pretty excited about this. You've been doing some great stuff uh, with the uh, matches of the month at VoiceWrestling.com and some other stuff as well. Uh, before we kind of get into this Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground show, uh, do you want to let people know a little bit of where they can find your other work, where they can find you on Twitter, and anything else you want to uh, plug or get out of the way? Sure. Right. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Lost in Comedy eighty uh, nine. I do a wrestling podcast with my friend and fellow comedian Benel Jermosen called Talking Smark. And uh, my website is LostLeon.com, which is where you can find uh, my comedy album and comedy special that I self-produced a couple years ago. And, yeah, just uh, I also do the, yeah, the Match of the Month, which is on the forums at Voices of Wrestling, which I love because uh, the people can now vote for that Match yeah. of the Month. So it's a new, <laughs> it's a fun, exciting time in the Match of the Month uh, series, as it were. Yeah, and you've really, I, I think a lot of people might not know kind of the back end of that. So we started Match of the Month a few years ago, and it just became too daunting of a task for me. We had a voting system and whatnot. And it was just like too much for me to kind of handle. Uh, we had a few people that said they kind of wanted to take over it, and then they would kind of drop off. And and you kind of came out of nowhere about a year ago and said, hey, I'll, I'll take it over. And you've done an incredible job with it in the last year of really kind of bringing it in and, and getting a lot of buzz about it. I mean, it's a real great part of our forums. And if you're not on there, uh, voicewrestling.com slash forums, really great stuff there. It's just really cool to see. Um, People sort of interact. People kind of get together. Hey, this match was really good. And I think more than anything, and, and I know it, it's definitely opened up eyes for, for you and opened up matches for you, but I think more than anything with the match of the month is less so about what the actual, what we thought was the best match of the month or what you thought the best match of the month was, but more or less like, hey, here's a bunch of wrestling that was really good this year, this month that you might not have watched or whatever. So it's great for people that kind of want to catch up on stuff. Great for people that are doing like projects at the end of the year, rewatches and all that sort of stuff. But I think more than anything, and, and you've done a great job about that of sort of integrating a bunch of different wrestling in there too. It's just a way to say, hey, here's what 
what a lot of different people from all across the world think is good wrestling and go watch it. <laughs> that's that's the whole point of it. And I think you've you've done a great job sort of taking it over. So I, I I definitely thank you. And yeah, people don't understand that it was it was on its death knell. I mean it was you said, hey, can I do it? And I was like, ah, there's no point. There's no reason. And you kept saying, hey, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, fine, whatever. And now like you know a year later, you've kind of taken it under your wing and done, you know, made it its own little thing as well. So really been doing a great job with that. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm glad that uh, it worked out that way because when I first joined the forums, the match of the month was one of my favorite um, things because it, it it really was opening my eyes to new wrestling. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be following WXW, which I'm really into now, and uh, a lot of other promotions that are really great. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. All right, so let's get to this Impact Wrestling Lucha Underground show that we're previewing here today. It's going on Friday, April 6th, 9 p.m. from the Sugar Mill, and that's where a lot of the WrestleCon stuff uh, is going on. As far as shows going up against this, it, it's kind of a, a pretty pretty packed night here. So you have, of course, uh, earlier in the day, you have uh, Evolve 103. That's at 4. Uh, Rev Pro's at 4. Uh, that gives you enough time because this show, obviously, I mentioned is at 9. As far as other shows, 8 o'clock, you got the WWE Super Show Mercury Rising. Uh, that's at 8 p.m. Yeah, so unfortunately, you're going to have to choose one or the other. Also, WWE Hall of Fame is this time. So, I mean, if you're, a, I feel like if you're a WWE Hall of Fame person, you're probably not a Mercury Rising or <laughs> Impact versus Lucha Underground person. So maybe that probably won't affect a lot of people. But as far as pure wrestling shows, I mean, you got Super Show and, and and this show, and that's that's tough to kind of make a choice of because that Super Show was a really good card. And we previewed it earlier in this show. A lot of good stuff on that one. But um, yeah, this this Impact Wrestling Lucha show is pretty fun too. I mean, you have other opportunities to see some of the other guys that are in that Super Show. So I can see why someone choose the. the impact in lucha but it's it's tough that's a really tough choice and as far as other stuff that's really all it's running up against uh, you have joy janela spring break that's 11 55 so you have plenty of time i'm sure when the show is going to be over uh to get to spring break if you want to but yeah uh lost in your mind that the choice that's in super show uh and impact versus lucha underground easy choice for you or is it pretty tough like for you i mean if it was me personally i, I unfortunately will not be uh there this time but i if it was me i'd probably pick the super show um but the thing is, you know, I, I I have a lot of friends who are like the more the more casually fans, uh, you know, who are like they don't follow all the indie stuff. You know, they might be more into this Impact Lucha Underground show because you know they watch Lucha Underground or they they still watch Impact a little bit here and there. So uh, this is not a bad card at all. I mean, it's um it's a really fun looking show and very looks very like, like a breeze to get through. Like not a lot of matches at all either. Yeah, and that's one of the things with WrestleMania weekend is every match and every show feels like super like there's like every guy you've ever seen, all these indie guys. And like this is like a very compact show that just has like it's it, there's some feuds being built up in it. Like a lot of stuff is just super shows. It's hey, let's have Matt Riddle versus Penta because why not? Fuck not. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> David Starr versus I mean, this because cool. And like I'm that's fine. I want that. But this is one that really feels like there's some stuff being built in this. There's some stories being woven through this entire night. If George and all spring break is the ultimate bloated clusterfuck show, then this is like the most condensed, like the, the, the opposite of that is a real through line. And it's just pretty, yeah. Condensed. Like you said, yeah, and it's like, where's Joey Janela? Where's, you know, Penta? There's these guys. Oh, Penta's here, thank God. But where's Joey Janela? It's like, you know, we, we need some more of these guys. It feels like, you know, it doesn't feel quite right without having all those dudes. But uh, let's break down the card here real quick, just kind of give everybody an idea. Uh, we'll kind of go match by match here. You got the Impact Knockout title. You got Ali versus Taya Valkyrie. I uh, got Impact Wrestling Tag Titles. You got LAX versus Killshot and the Mac. Uh, Desmond Xavier, DJ Z, and Andrew Abbott versus Aerostar, King Cuerno, and Drago. You got an I Quit match. Big uh, I Quit match. Sammy Callahan uh, versus Eddie Edwards. Sammy Callahan, of course, is uh, I'm playing 
blanking. I'm why am I blanking on his Lucha Underground name right now? Uh, Jeremiah Crane. That's it. Thank you. Yes, I I, I wrote Sam McCallum, but of course I think he's going to obviously probably be. Uh, no, I guess he didn't have to be because Impact he's Sam McCallum. That's that's actually what I was wondering. I didn't know what name he was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could be either. Yeah, I guess I guess he could be anything, or they're just not going to acknowledge that he's on both. But uh, and then you got uh, Austin Aries. Well, I guess yeah, because if it's Impact, if it's truly Impact versus Lucha Underground, he's got to be Jeremiah, right? I guess, but the thing is, he's also feuding with Eddie Edwards on Impact. Right. It's uh, also weird because it's not like a Sammy Callan and Jeremiah Crane are different characters. No, they're the same person. They wear the same yeah, vest. The same, guy. same greasy hair and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, they're identical. And then uh, Austin Aries and Phoenix versus Alberto Del Rio and Pentagon Dark. So uh, let's kind of go match by match here. Impact Knockouts title. And for people that have not been watching Impact, uh, Allie's been doing a great job on there. Uh, pretty interesting to see this match as well. It's a singles women's match. We're not seeing a ton of those uh, throughout this weekend. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on Allie and Taya Valkyrie? I, it's interesting because you know, as I'm a huge Rosemary fan, right? So I'm sad that she's not on this, but I also would have hated it if they did like a three way. I I like that they're just doing a singles match here, um, and like you said, Allie's been doing a great job. Uh, Tyra Valkyrie, I find her to be very hit or miss, um, but she's. I think both these women have, I think, improved greatly in the last couple of years that I've been following. And Allie's just such a really fun character. There's no, I mean, you know. Considering where Bailey is now, I think she's the most rootable woman that there is in, in wrestling right now. Um, uh, rootable for woman, I should say. And so I'm pretty interested to see how this match goes. Uh, I don't expect there to be a title change. The thing is, Taya is also on Impact. That's what makes this show interesting is with all these title matches. and like There are characters that could theoretically progress because they're also on Impact, but I don't expect. I think Ali's still going to walk away as a champion here. I do as well. But yeah, and that, that for people that have not watched Allie or have not watched much of Impact, I mean, she's got a great character going here and, and definitely want to catch up. I mean, I, I know their YouTube channel is great about sort of giving you a little bit of recaps and whatnot. So I would definitely, definitely, if you can't watch the whole entire show, is kind of watch a little bit of what's been going on with Allie. Because I think, yeah, like you said, one of the most relatable, one of the best characters going on in wrestling right now. And, and no doubt one of the best women characters in, in wrestling right now. So yeah, definitely want to check that out. Uh, Impact Wrestling Tag Titles, you got LAX, Killshot, and The Mac. Any, uh, any thoughts on where this goes? I mean, it seems kind of weird with these tag titles and, and any sort of title matches because you assume that the more proper you know impact team is gonna you know retain uh i don't know any chance that the kill shot the mac come away with them see i guess this one yeah i mean kill shot and the mac have not been featured on impact i don't believe so that could always change i guess but no I, I, lax really seems like they're kind of impact guys you know so i don't think they're gonna lose here um I, I'm, I'm glad to see uh the mac on one of because the mac is like one of these guys who was like he used to be everywhere and since getting to Lucha Underground, it seems like he's nowhere. And uh, I don't know. So I'm just glad to see him anywhere, I guess. Uh, and Killshot's great. I think this will be pretty fun, uh, if not one of the more standout matches. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, I think people are kind of underrating a little bit just because of the names involved. But yeah, Killshot and the Mac, I, I think, are great. And, and LAX is a pretty fun team as well. Like, that definitely gets crowd reactions. Uh, so, so that'd be pretty cool to see. All right, and a match that I'm definitely looking forward to here. I think might be my favorite match on this entire card. And the one that really feely true is like feely tr- truly feels like Impact versus Lucha Underground. It's Zezman Xavier, DJ Z, and Andrew Everett versus Aerostar, King Cuerno, and Drago. And I think one of the cool things about this is you have Desmond Xavier, DJ Z, and Andrew Abbott, flips, spots, all the other good stuff. On the other side, you have kind of the brawly types. You have Aerostar, who can do some, some some classic sort of flying, but also pretty good at the brawling. And then Cuerno and Drago, who obviously, again, can do some stuff here and there, but are going to be more of your kind of brawly types. But I love the dynamics here, and I think like this match, more than any of them, really feels like Impact versus Lucha Underground. What, what are your thoughts on the six-man tag? 
I totally agree. Yeah, this. I mean, this. Uh, yeah, this feels very Lucha Underground versus Impact, which is weird because you think you'd think the Lucha team would be the more flippy team, being the Lucha tradition, but no, it's the Impact. Well, I guess Impact is known for their X division, and these guys are probably, I mean, three of the better X division guys they've had around recently. Um, Desmond Xavier's. Uh, Desmond Xavier. Is he, can we say that has he broken out yet, or is this his year? I mean, this is. This dude is like uh, one of my favorite flyers to watch. DJ Z is a guy who's I've always thought was underrated and really great. And yeah, this probably will be. I mean, this will be like a fun spot fest. Uh, Querno will do his awesome. Uh, he's got like the best tope suicide in the world, so we'll probably see that. And Drago's a guy who I always felt like Lucha Underground. You know, he was like uh, he was like a near main eventer for them in season one, and then they just kind of dropped the ball with him. I know I don't really know why. I really enjoy Drago. I think his gimmick is cool and like, uh, I yeah I, I always uh, enjoy seeing him. So I think this will be really, really fun, especially if they can um, all stay on the same page with all the spots and stuff they put together. And with Drago, he's got one of the coolest masks in all of wrestling. One of the coolest. Such gear. a cool mask. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's not you know, and then he has fucking wings like that. You know what I mean? Like you know, like yeah, there's everything about Drago is really awesome. Yeah, and it felt like he got a lot, like you said, a lot of pub in that first season, and then just kind of fell off the cliff and, and didn't really seem to do too much. But he's got a great look and a pretty good wrestler too. You know, I've seen him live a few times. Yeah, people people talk about how they messed up with Pentagon, which they did, but I always feel like they dropped the ball even more on Drago. But yeah, no, I, I'm right with you on that one. Basically, everybody with sex started to drop the ball with, and and I guess you could much. argue they. Very much dropped the ball in Sexy Star by deciding that she was the one to go with. But it happens. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this match a lot. And, and like you said, and, and, and sort of what I said, I feel like it, it does feel like Impact versus Lucha Underground. And, and not that none of these other ones do. I mean, the, the prior match that we talked about all have that same sort of vibe to them. But this one truly feels like two different worlds coming together because uh, oh. of the very Impact Wrestling crew on the one side and the very Lucha Underground crew on the other side. So that's kind of cool to see there. Uh, we mentioned this before. Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards in an I Quit match, obviously building off the, the bat incident. Uh, we're not quite sure if Sammy Callahan is going to show up as Jeremiah or Sammy. I would assume Sammy as I said, because he's going to feud with Eddie. I guess we'll see, but it wouldn't truly be Impact versus Lucha if he doesn't come out as Jeremiah. But so there's a lot of weird stuff here. I don't think it's going to really matter all that much because I think it's going to be a hot match. I think the crowd's going to be 100 on Eddie Edwards' side, which is exactly yeah. kind of what they wanted. You know, sort of lucked into this pretty. You know, unfortunately, it took you know Eddie Edwards taking a bat shot to the face, but they lucked into a pretty cool story here. And I like, I'm really anticipating this match, seeing how it goes and and you know of course eddie's going to be fired up and and want to have a great match and callahan's really it seems like everybody's kind of energized by this story i mean obviously ideally you do this without you know hitting somebody with a baseball bat but right. they've kind of lucked into a pretty good story and the ratings are kind of reflecting that too lately on impact yeah it's weird how, it's so crazy how the wrestling business works because when i when i was first watching when i first saw the spot where callahan hit eddie with the bat first of all i had no idea i didn't know about the the incident so i was watching it like unspoiled and it, the, just him setting that spot up looked so bad. And then it just, like, when they went off the air, I was like, something happened there. It was such a ill-conceived spot, but it's – I mean, has Sammy Callahan ever been hotter? It's it's so – Right. <laughs> how that works. And Eddie Edwards is a guy who, you know, he's been, uh, you know, one of the most pushed guys at Impact the last several years, you know, won all their titles. And, like, he's, like, their big, like, underdog babyface uh, guy. But, like – it's weird just being an impact kind of like quells all your heat. Like he, he's not, he's like more over now than when he beat Lashley for the title. I feel like this is like, he's got more heat on him just because of this whole angle uh, of him taking a bat to the eye. But uh, yeah, I think this will be, you know, I think this has, um because Edwards is in it, I think it'll be good, but Callahan, I never know with him. I, he, 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 he tends to, uh, 
uh, he tends to do better in these type of, of brawly matches. So I think this has a high ceiling. I'm sorry. This, yeah, it has a high ceiling, but also could have a low floor just because I quit stipulations. You never really know. Yeah. With I quit matches. Like, it's like, I, how, how do you feel about I quit matches? Because I always feel like they can be really great if you really capture the right, you know, essence of what you're trying to do. But it also could be just a lot of, I mean, it's going to be a lot of Sammy Callen yelling into a mic a lot. So, yeah. Exactly. how your mileage goes on that, you know, it's like, uh-huh. I that's, don't know. That's a hundred percent where I'm at with it. Cause that, and that's why I don't really like, I quit matches at least in a style that like, if it was a straight up, like a submission match or something like that, where the guy would tap out, that's a different story. But I quit matches tend to fall into the trope of like guy holding microphone. Like, what do you say? What do you say? And then like, yeah. like it's just the worst. Cause then like three minutes in the match, he's already asking. And then they're going to ask for the next 20 minutes. Like, what do you say? Do you say I quit? Like, that's the problem is it kind of falls into that trope all the time. That's how WWE sort of built up the I quit match. And now everybody sort of follows that. So yeah, that that's, I kind of wish it was a different stipulation. I don't know exactly what, like, if it was just but, like a street fight, it would probably be better, right? Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. We're like, you know, we, we know that, like, even if it's a street fight, we know it's going to be brutal. We know that, like, whoever wins is going to survive type thing or whatever. But the I quit match, yeah, like you said, unfortunately, is it, it sort of limits the amount of craziness you do because the guy is so insistent on asking the other guy if he quits. And like you said, with Sam McCallahan, you know, he's going to poke up that, that, that trope uh, meter a thousand percent <laughs> and just be yeah. screaming and spinning and snarling every five seconds, like, say you quit, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, just like yeah. stuff like that. So that, that could deter it a little bit so i'm, I'm curious be, that done. mic is gonna be so gross at the end of that mic yeah. he's gonna be oh, yeah. all over it and oh. <laughs> be, chew, be yeah. chewing tobacco dripping out of it and stuff yeah that that's gonna be the one issue there but yeah I, I i'm looking forward to the match but i am a little reserved because of that that stipulation i think there's probably a better stipulation to do for it or you know maybe they don't do the trope maybe they don't do the microphone thing and it's just like the guy just has to say I quit and 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 it's it, it's something that they don't check all the time and they just let it wait till it's brutal. I don't know. I hope that they understand that that there's some limitations to the kind of the tropey I quit match and, and I hope they just do a brutal street fight. But I think no matter what, it's going to be brutal and, and that's going to be pretty fun to see. And I, I'm assuming the crowd's going to be way into it too. And like you said, Sammy Callahan has never been hotter. I feel like Eddie Edwards has got, you know, baby face, you know, like he's never been before either. So there's a lot of, they, they lucked into some pretty good stuff here. Uh, with that Callahan and Edwards. And I, I assume that's your main event. I don't know. I, I know the way they've listed it is a little bit different. I guess this match could potentially be your main event because it features your champion, of course. Uh, but you got Austin Aries and Phoenix versus Alberto El Patron and Pentagon Dark. And uh, they've done a pretty good job of building up El, uh, Alberto over the past few months, obviously, or the past few weeks. Obviously, Austin Aries has been doing good stuff on Impact. Uh, overall, what are your thoughts on Aries and Phoenix versus uh, Patron and Pentagon Dark? I think, yeah, they've done a lot of good, like, um, no-touch mind games. Like Aries and, and Patron haven't really touched each other, right? They're they're playing like this whole we're like we're 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 frenemies, like we're gonna fight each other, but we we're not we haven't we're not we are, we're not gonna fight each other yet type of thing, right? Because I I have I gotta say I've been watching it, but I have no idea if Patron's supposed to be a babyface or not. I don't. I literally I think Aries Aries is kind of like this like uh like babyface kind of anti heroic kind of prick or whatever that he always. Uh, kind of does and like but I with Patron I really have no idea that being said uh, Phoenix and Pentagon Dark um, are like I mean two of my favorite people to watch uh, I mean two of the best people in Lucha Underground for sure uh, and I think they have great chemistry together as well uh, they've had several like uh, tag matches and like a couple singles matches uh, here and there but like I think think the the fuel to because otherwise like i i think with patron it's like sometimes i think he's he's underrated and sometimes i think he's terrible i don't like it's so the addition of having like someone like pentagon dark and phoenix there to like fill in some of the gaps that he might 
sometimes leave when it comes to the action, I think um, is really, uh, it was a really good move. Yeah, no, I'm definitely pretty excited about this one too. And I think they've done an interesting build as far as the Patron. I, I don't know what the hell he's supposed to be. Either. I'm kind of with you. I, he, he's kind of on the fence and I, I guess it's sort of a choose your own adventure thing. I think they're probably weary and probably in a good sense, weary to kind of make Patron a, a, a full on baby face. Cause I don't know if that's quite how a lot of people are going to uh, take it. So I guess they're kind of playing up a, a little bit of that as uh, you know, of, of, of the two guys, um, sort of being shades of gray and letting people sort of decide on their own, but no, I'm right with you too. I mean, Aries is, Aries is awesome. And, and, and Phoenix and Pentagon, of course, are, are, are two of the best. I'm, I'm right with you there. I've seen them live numerous times and, and they're just, they just rock. And, and it's going to be, you know, interesting to see how the, the potential pile driver ban sort of affects this match and affects pretty much everything that Pentagon does uh, this entire weekend. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good, but uh, all in all, Austin, um, we're going back to the, the show. What, what kind of, what kind of stands out for you? If there's like one match that when it's all said and done, you go, okay, that was the best match of the entire show. What is there a match? that kind of sticks out in your mind or one that you really think is going to, at the end of the weekend, be pretty solid? I think if the I Quit match is really good, then that will be the um, the match everyone's talking about because it's like a real blood feud. It's a singles match. It's got a story behind it. Everyone kind of knows about it, or at least a lot, a lot of people know about it. And it's like if, if a match like that is really good, then usually it'll capture a lot of people's mind. If that doesn't deliver, I think the six-man will be the one to steal the show because it'll just be a fun spot. Like the, the six man can't not be good. No way. It won't be good. The I quit match could be like we said, a lot of snarling and drool on a mic in the classic. I mean, it, it's weird how that could, you know, it's we'll see. Um, if Callahan rises to the occasion, it could be that one. If not, I think the six man will be a, a fun flippy do spot fest. Yeah, I'm right with you too. I think that's going to definitely be the one that, that I think sticks out the most when, when it's all said and done is that six man. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in this in, in that quit, but for the same reasons of kind of apprehension as you. But uh, yeah, it looks like a pretty fun show. I mean, it, it, it's tough. If I was there for us many weekend, it'd be a tough choice between the Super Show and and this one. But I think this one more than anything, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit. It, it, it plays into a lot of the stories that have been going on with Impact. So if you watch Impact, if you follow Impact, you feel like you're getting a show that sort of fits into the the stories that they do. It fits into the TV and feels like it fits of the, the the product a little bit which is cool like because a lot of as we said this other thing is kind of clusterfucky indie shows or whatnot which again I'm, I'm i'm fine with these kind of super indies get everybody on the card but this one feels like it's rewarding you for watching the weekly television which you know not not much else other than WWE stuff is really doing that on this uh, on this uh weekend so no, i'm with you on that and i i think i would probably choose this one because i think there's some fun stuff there but uh it's definitely a tough choice uh for people on friday uh lawson uh real quick before we get out of here are you uh are you going to new orleans or are you going to watch from uh from home uh, no, I'll be watching at home with a friend of mine who's going to be moving soon, so we won't be able to watch wrestling together for a while. So, yeah, no, but that's it's. Uh, I'll be I'll be at home. It's. Uh, man, I don't know if I'm ever gonna. I, I this is a Lance's take about the manias. I don't know if I'm ever gonna go to WrestleMania, but I'm very excited for when it comes to New Jersey next year because I'll be able to go to all these shows. Oh, cool! So you'll be there as well. I'll be I'll be I'm, I'm planning on going to New Jersey myself, okay. and I know that they've uh, they've mentioned some uh, LA Coliseum at uh, you know has put their name in the bucket or whatever for for future ones too. So they could come west again as well. So yeah, it'll be pretty fun to see uh, uh, the you know where WrestleMania goes after this and whatnot. Because I'm right with you. I don't know if I'd ever actually go to WrestleMania proper, but I'm definitely interested in seeing all these other things you know here and there. But uh, that's good stuff. All right, Lawson. Before we get out of here, you want to let people know, of course, where they can follow you on Twitter, uh, where they can find some of your other work, your comedy work, and all the other good stuff. Sure, my uh, I'm on Twitter, Lawson Comedy eighty nine, and uh, my podcast is uh, Talking Smart with me and my co-host, fellow comedian Benel Jermosen, where we cover basically all the we we cover a lot of different promotions, especially. 
Progress, WXW, New Japan, and reluctantly WWE whenever we want. And uh, I also, uh, my website is lostleon.com. Uh, for all your comedy needs, go there. I have a, uh, I have an album there and a special, which you can, you can get the special for as little as a dollar. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I produced it myself, so pretty proud of that. And I'm also run the match of the month at Voices of Wrestling, uh, which you get to at their forums. Um, and you can vote for the match of the month now, and I will write about it. If you vote for it, I will write about it. Is pretty much how it's gonna. It's it's pretty much how it's been. So. Uh, thanks again for having me, Rich. It's been a lot of fun. This was great, Lawson. Thank you very much for helping us preview Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground. Take care. And now helping me preview Joey Janela's Spring Break number two is the one and only Iron Mike Spears. Iron Mike, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Rich. I'm really stoked for the show. It's my most anticipated show of the weekend. And from what I've been hearing, it's everyone else's as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the one show. And, and there's a lot of stuff this weekend that I'm really regretting that I'm not going to be there for. But increasingly, Joey Spring Break continues to be because that was one that I pegged from the get go. And we'll talk about what it's up against and and, and what you know other shows are around it uh, in a sec here. But yeah, I mean, when you really look at it, there is nothing else like this show on that weekend like i said you know if you miss an evolve 103 half the guys are going to be on rev pro or half the guys are going to be on the super show or you can pretty much get if you want to see a jeff cobb you can see a jeff cobb if you want to see a matt riddle you can see a matt riddle but like the things in this even the guys that are in this it's just god damn it's the most unique show ever and janelle is a genius we're going to talk about that in a little bit here but uh before you kind of get into the nuts and bolts of the show do want to let everybody know about you as well um Mike Spears, of course, you're a host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. You're on Twitter at Fujiheya. It's Fuji with two eyes, as in Don Fuji. And then you have a Lucha blog as well, lucha2018.wordpress.com, which is pretty cool. It's you sort of exploring your intro-ish to, uh, to Lucha. Can you give a little background on that for people that might not know? So this kind of started, weirdly enough, because I was doing the Wrestle, the Wrestle Omakaze Awards last year, and I was talking to J.R. Goldberg, and I asked them, okay, what are some Lucha matches I should watch? I like to be able to say, okay, I've seen something from pretty much a, every major area. And he gave me like a list of 10 of them. And before I knew it, for both Omakase and more so on the Voices of Wrestling match of the year poll, I ended up having somewhere close to, I had three Lucha Libre matches on my poll, and I just decided from there, all right, I'm going to go in as someone who somewhat knows Lucha Libre, I want to kind of just explore it for 2018. So what I've been doing is if it pops up, I'll watch it for, for better or worse. Worse if it's AAA, better sometimes if it's CMLL or the independent Lucha Libre promotions. But it, 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 I'm now kind of th- almost three full months into this project and it's been a whole lot of fun. I've looked, I've more and more kind of started to get to know like the different styles of Lucha Libre, some of the, like the lesser known people that, like everyone has heard of Roosh by now. Everyone's aware of Dr. Wagner Jr. But how many people know of King Jaguar, a random dude in Puebla who is in his mid fifties and comes out in like full leopard print and doesn't give a single fuck about anything. And that's yeah, actually, Oh no, go, go ahead. Sorry. And, and that's what I love about it. You know? Yeah. What I was going to say is I've actually been following a pretty decent amount because I'm somebody that does 
really for time purposes, I really have a tough time watching a lot of Lucha. And it's like mm-hmm. it's a style of wrestling that I've never fully been invested in. Like even I'll usually watch like the big Lucha matches in the year. If someone says, okay, this is great. Or, the, you know, if it's getting matched of the year buzz, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. And they just never connect with me on that same level. And I sort of, I understand. I'm like, all right, look, it's just, it doesn't work for me. And that's fine. I don't go on Twitter and say, ah, Lucha is the worst. And I fucking hate it. And everybody who likes it is terrible. You know, or some people might do that. But, you know, for me, I'm just like, whatever. It is what it is. It's just not for me. But I understand that so many people enjoy it. But and watching you explore it has been kind of fun as well because I'm sort of reading through and going, okay, like I, I know a lot of what your likes are and, and we probably we have some similar things. So when I'm seeing you say, oh, this guy's really good or this match is really good, it's starting to sort of open my eyes a little bit more to these people and I'm reading about them and, and, and sort of reading up on them. So I'm not saying I'm going to become a full-fledged Lucha guy you know, this year, but it's been helpful for me to sort of watch the guy and sort of follow the stuff because a lot of the guys that are really in the Lucha, it's really hard to read their stuff because it's like deep dives into it. They know, they already know. It'd be like reading one of the New Japan reviews that we do on on the site and if you're a first time new japan person a lot of times it might be daunting like what the hell are these guys talking about they're alluding to things that have happened months and years ago or whatever watching your guy to sort of help because i feel like i'm very similar to you in that sense i'm kind of newish to it and, and and even if i'm not new new to it i don't know all the ins and outs i don't know every, every worker i don't know every promotion all that sort of stuff so it's been fun to kind of explore through your blog as well so lucha2018.wordpress.com for people that want to check it out really good stuff on there but today we are talking about joey janela's spring break too it's going on friday april 6th at 11 55 p.m now what that means maybe that 11 55 uh there's no other show that should i mean if you're in new orleans this weekend if you're or even if you're at home on wrestlemania weekend you have absolutely no excuse not to either a be at the show or b be watching the show because my god there is nothing else running against it you got impact versus lucha underground at nine that might presumably be done by the time the show starts i don't know for sure but i I, i'd assume it would be and then you got nothing else. So if you're willing to stay up and you don't go to Joey Janela's spring break and you do something else on your Friday, for shame, for shame. It, it it really is. Last year was one of the most enjoyable wrestling experiences I've had and watching wrestling since I was a kid, just because of like how wacky, weird and awesome it was. And when I decided to make my plans for New Orleans, I had like certain things that I outright planned that I wanted to do. And number one on the list was Joey Janela spring break. Like you had, and looking at the card and what Joey did this year, how can't you be so excited for it? For me, when I was designing my plans for new Orleans, I had very few things on my list before, before cards and names were announced, but I knew that immediately the one thing I had to go see was Joey Janela spring break because last year it was my favorite show of the weekend. It was one of my favorite shows I've seen since I started watching wrestling. It just, it had its weirdness and it had its fun and it all kind of worked together that by about three o'clock in, in the morning, I was like standing <laughs> and shouting in my apartment, pretty drunk, yelling at Matt Riddle versus Dan Severin. So uh, the, the, if you're in New Orleans, it, it's going to be at midnight. You, you you should be going to it and tickets are moving fast enough that if you even have like the inkling that you want to go to it, you might want to get your tickets as soon as possible. Yeah, and and for people that don't know a little bit of background, you you did the preview podcast last year for the show, and then you uh, reviewed the show for our website, sort of, kind of. Can you explain a little bit uh, your review uh, style last year? Okay, so uh, this is going to ensure that I'm never going to get a good job in the wrestling business, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, So Rich and I, had we had a conversation about when I signed up for this, and I pitched to you, and I was like, I feel like that I'm not someone who really writes like traditional reviews. Like if you read my Lucha blog, I just kind of write stream of consciousness, conversational, just like my thoughts off the top of my head. And we decided that I was just going to get obliterated. 
And I started drinking pretty heavily during, cause I think there was the evolve show that was right before it. Mm-hmm. Or one of those, one of the shows was, but, and so as the show progressed, I got more and more to a state of drunk and I just sent you the raw text. And I don't think you edited what I wrote. No, why you. would I? No, no, there's no reason to. It was, it was perfect as is <laughs> it was art it, as is. And I'm planning something for this weekend that I'm going to, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but <laughs> there should be another like wrestling gonzo journalism piece up sometime. As long as I don't end up, getting arrested aaron bentley is my counsel just in case good okay well you're in good hands then yes i i've informed him of this and i've asked him if he's like if he is past the bar and in, in louisiana because you know they have like the neapolitan code or whatever it's called and he's like uh i'm like okay that's good enough <laughs> that's good. <laughs> let's go with this go with that yeah just say yes <laughs> or i think so if, they, if anybody asks just say you think so or you yeah that's that's yeah. a great plan but uh you know last year's show if, if people don't kind of a little bit of a recap of last year's show before we get into this year's which i mean on its face like we thought last year's was like this because we had dan severin and we're like oh marino versus dan severin this is insane and joey janelle versus marty Janetti. oh that's crazy and glaciers there and dink or whatever this year is is like 15 times more insane than that and and that's like and last year's was insane i remember the, the talk around it i remember you and i last year at this time talking about oh my god we can't wait to see the show it's gonna be fo- so fun and so unique and what's cool about it is is that janella now that was kind of the first go for it it was the first go for and it's game changer wrestling that's kind of running this as well but everybody always kind of forgets about that <laughs> just gives all the credit to joey janella which good on him because he is making bank on this both equity bank and and and, and money bank but he is the smartest man in the world this weekend because nobody has any fucking clue that game changer wrestling is running these things they always say joey janella we say joey janella everybody says joey janella spring break so good on him but uh no, he's kind of mastermind behind this we'll get to some of the stuff that he's been doing throughout this but um he had last year where he proved, okay, this is I can do it and, and make this fun or whatever. Because I think a lot of people, when you saw the card last year, it was like, all right, this is the first time of it. It's a midnight screening. Let's see what go what what happens and if it's gonna be a complete disaster. And like it kind of was a disaster, but it was a fun disaster. It was like an exactly. amazing disaster, which is exactly what everybody wants out of a midnight show. It doesn't need to be a, a solid technical show. No one's looking for four-star matches. Everybody wanted it to be a fun clusterfuck, and that's exactly what it was last year, both literally and figuratively. Uh, a clusterfuck, because there's a match called the clusterfuck which is is so perfect but it's exactly what it needed to be last year and i think now and and tickets are sort of evidence of that people buy into it and go okay cool we know what this is we know what we're getting into and i feel like the atmosphere is gonna be way cooler because i think there were a lot of people last year apprehensive of okay what what is this how do we react what are we supposed to do at the show how what kind of wrestling show is this we're now as the second go you know what it is and 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 you know how to react and you know what you're getting out of this and i think it's going to be absolutely amazing when it all comes together yeah, I am beyond stoked for this to kind of put another like turn of phrase towards it. Joey has discovered how to do the midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. for mm-hmm. pro wrestling. And now that people are in on it and how he's built it up this year, basically saying, OK, I'm not going to really bother with like Matt Tremont versus Eddie Kingston. I'm just going to go all in on first ever weird matches and and as everything's been saying like i've the, the amount of hype that this is getting the amount of excitement and it's not like excitement with reservation that you might hear for like the crash or you might hear for the beyond show like everyone's just, it's like pure happy excitement for this and i just i i, I want it very badly to be april 6th at 11 55 p.m already <laughs> because just looking at the at the matches that have been announced everything's been announced there's going to be some matches 
that I'm led to believe there are going to be mystery matches that pop up the night of. So who knows what else he's going to pull out of his hat for this. Yeah, by the time of this recording, we he gave an official, Joey Janela gave an official word that that was his last announcement. He, he, he tweeted out uh, about a match. And, and we're recording this, I don't know, I won't say the date or whatever, but we're recording this you know, a few weeks prior to, to actual WrestleMania. But um, it, he said that was the final announcement. But like, you're, like you said, we don't know all the people that are in the clusterfuck, and I'm sure there's going to be mystery matches. I'm sure whoever wanders into the building, he'll find some way to, to, to put him on the, in a match or do something. But as far as we know, we know the big cards, the promoted cards and, and, and the promoted matches or whatever. But I want to talk about, before we kind of break down the matches, a little bit of the marketing that, that Joey has done this year. And, and I know you've been following it, and you're, you're big in terms of uh, you know, video analytics and, and, and different analytics that have been going on for you know, Twitter and YouTube and, and Facebook and all that other good stuff for, for, for this show and, and kind of all wrestling. But this show in particular, let's, let's talk about it a little now. It's, it's been very fun to see how Joey has marketed this, how he sort of promoted it. He's done it in unique ways. Like the first announcement that he made looked, you know, it was, it, it was kind of like an 8-bitty thing. And then he had like a, 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 you know, Windows XP type thing. For people that don't know or haven't really followed it, how, how would you describe the sort of marketing of this event that Joey has done so far this year? In, in a lot of ways, he's tapped into the wrestling mindset of his viewer. So when he when we when you've talked about the wrestling XP thing where you're talking about the Nick Gage versus Penta El Cero M match where he made it look like or rather his director I'm gonna I'm gonna botch his name but his director is very talented has done all of Joey's stuff dating back from the Zandig match a couple of years ago what he did was he made it look like that you downloaded a music video off of LimeWire which is something that I remember doing when yeah. I at that time period and then well, doing that's, that's nailing the 18 to 34 I mean we yeah. talk about that all the time of like when you have an 80 year old running one company and he's got no mm-hmm. clue and then you got a guy who's this age group that like gets a jo- I mean it, it, very few people would get the joke except for 18 to 34 year olds downloading a shitty music video on LimeWire and watching it on Windows XP but like we do so mm-hmm. it's like the exactly. target demo and and just for like the reference, like going out to analytics and the 24 hours since he announced the last match, which was Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth, the video clip on Twitter has had over 73,000 views. <laughs> that's it. That that's remarkable. That's more than uh, that's more than WWE has been getting as viewers on Mix Max Classic it's live. So it's incredible what he's been doing. He's been able to tap into this age group, as you're saying, that does not necessarily always gets appealed to correctly and in a lot of ways it is kind kind of tracking like the life of a wrestling fan from like the 8-bit ones that you were talking about to being in high school downloading stuff off LimeWire to like now the galaxy brain ideas of okay Joey Janela versus Great Sasuke let's do this you know this is galaxy brain the wrestling show <laughs> Right. There's no better way to really describe it other than that. Yeah, Joe Dell's Spring Ray 2 Galaxy Brain. <laughs> That's incredible. But uh, yeah, so it's it's really been interesting to see that. And a lot of the stuff has is, is, is been cool because it kind of rewards you every single one. Like I know somebody pointed out that if you watch the, uh, the, the Penta Gage one, that one of the files that Joey downloads is Riddle versus Ellsworth. But you would never have known that or never looked at it or whatever. But then the next match announced was Riddle versus Ellsworth. So these like little nuggets mm-hmm. being, you know, kind of put a, a, here and there and just like these little things being done for it that are just incredible. It's just this this extra little touch that we talk about. And 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 one thing and, and again Riddle and Ellsworth is probably the best example of this. And we're gonna break down the matches by match. We said a few of them already, but yeah, we do have to just break down the entire card because yeah. it is something special. But Riddle versus Ellsworth, it taps in again to the ridiculousness of wrestling where where you look at sort of 
the juxtaposition of the NWA and how they use James Ellsworth. And they use James Ellsworth as former WWE wrestler James Ellsworth, and he's going to get his title shot or whatever. Well, you know, Joey Janela and Game Changer and, and Spring Break, they've decided the way to use Joy, or to use James Ellsworth is to kind of laugh at the fact that, like, James Ellsworth is kind of a doof and, like, nobody really believed that he should have gotten his job in WWE. And, and that's kind of the way that they did it. Because- because again, the 18 34 year olds are going to go, well, this guy's a goofball. This guy kind of sucks or whatever. So you have this, this great, great promo. And if people haven't seen this one, absolutely 100% you have to see this before uh, this weekend. But essentially what they do is it's, it's kind of like a biography of, of, of Ellsworth. So it's talking about, you know, his rise through the independence and getting hired by WWE and all this sort of stuff. And then he says, you know, I'm back on the independence and I want to face Matt Riddle. And then it cuts to Matt Riddle backstage at a wrestling event. And Matt Riddle's like, fucking James Ellsworth? Are you fucking kidding me? And like, so Riddle's just like this guy that lives in the universe and is kind of like, no. Like as a tweeb, like I'm not going to wrestle him. Like why the hell would I want to wrestle him? And Ellsworth is this like grandiose, you know, documentary style, you know, video being done about him, about his rise and his 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 accolades and what he's done or whatever. And then the the juxtaposition of that and the riddle, who's like, wait, are you fucking kidding, James Ellsworth? And it's just so fucking perfect. It's so it nails exactly the aesthetic. And it's like I have never been more hyped for a James Ellsworth match than I am right now. And I've never been hyped for this. Might be my most hyped match on the entire WrestleMania weekend because of that video. And it's so good. And in two minutes, they got me just salivating to see that match. And it's something also with that match. Like we were talking about how the builds up like James Ellsworth, his most anticipated match of his life, probably. But Matt Riddle probably cut the best promo of his entire career during that. It was just 30 seconds of him just being incredulous, saying, I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. WWE hired you. No wonder the ratings are down. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Just like being like just incredulous. Like I fought Dan Saverin last year in the main event and now I'm facing James Ellsworth. Do I really have to wrestle him? <laughs> right. it, do I have to do this? It, 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 and this is another thing about like the variety of the show. I don't think that this is a match that's going to go very long at all. And it shouldn't. And if it goes the way I think it should, it should be like about five minutes of Riddle beat down. Ellsworth gets like a hope spot and then Riddle just puts him away. You know, that's what I feel like this match should be. And it's going to be a good, like, a good case of variety on the show. I think it's the best way to put it. Absolutely. Uh, so let's break down a little bit of the card here, and then we'll get into a little bit more of uh, kind of the nuts and bolts of, of, of the marketing of the show. Because I think every match has had, it, it, uniquely, every match has had its own sort of marketing standpoint and own marketing sort of direction as well, which I think is is pretty cool. So uh, the first match, and the one that I really definitely had to, to, like when I said that Riddle and Ellsworth was one of my most anticipated matches, I, I, I keep forgetting that this match exists on this weekend, and it's just so ridiculous. But uh, Joey Janela is going to face the great Sasuke. What the fuck? It's <laughs> like, oh, by the way, the great Sasuke is going to be in New Orleans on WrestleMania weekend. Just at the well, show. It's what? It, it's insane. It, it's absolutely insane. And the video for this was so well done, too. Look, each of these videos was pitched like in a different way. Like Joey Janela, like holding up the mask in like a metal Terminator skull and staring at it and screaming Sasuke. Like it was a great promo video again. I feel like we're going to be saying this about every single one of these. But this match is just. Sasuke might, whenever you see like a Sasuke match, especially nowadays, you wonder what batshit insane thing this old man (laughs) is going to do. He's going against another batshit insane person. And I am wondering if I could somehow just find an office supply and send a barrel for this match this weekend. Just like Sasuke, you do barrel spots now. We're just going to have you jump in the barrel and dive onto Joey Janela. It has to happen. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in this match, Rich. No idea. 
Yeah, and that's sort of the, the thing that has me so intrigued about this. And if people aren't sort of aware of what great Sasuke is doing these days, of course, you probably remember him from Michinoku Pro and all that sort of stuff. But now, most times, people just kind of see him when the Michinoku Pro uh, Great War match comes out every single year. And every time he does like the most ridiculous spot possible, it's like the top of the ladder and he'll fall off while wearing a barrel. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? You're like nearly 50 years old. Stop doing all this. But that's that's what he does now. And and Janela is the same way. Janela will just do crazy shit. Like, I, I as you said, I have no clue. Like, Joe Janela for all I know could fall off the top of the building in a barrel and into a flaming table of tax or say, you know what I mean? Like who knows who the fuck knows? Cause all these guys are insane and idiots. So <laughs> like it's, I, I'm assuming going to be the main event. I, I don't know if that's for sure, but I, I would assume that it would be the main event. So God knows what these guys are going to do and, and what these guys are capable of. But uh, I mean, again, like if you're going for a four star, five star, Oh my God, I can't wait to see great Sasuke do all of this. It, it's probably not going to be that type of match. <laughs> it's probably going to be more of a spectacle match, but that's fine. Cause that's kind of what Sasuke is these days. So that's why I'm pretty, really definitely looking forward to this and Janela. And like you said, I just, I, I have no idea how this match even looks like how, th- these guys are in the ring together. What happens next? I have no clue. You know, some of these matches you can sort of say, okay, I, this is probably not what's going to be, or maybe this guy's going to do this or this spots. This is, a match that I, I like you said I the bell's gonna ring and everything is like a, a, a blank slate I have no clue what the next step is gonna be for any of these guys and on top of that we're also talking about Joey Janela like we've talked about Sasuke doing crazy things Joey Janela has had an whole entire often space around him jumping through chairs for the last year <laughs> so it's just gonna be madness and I it's good for Sasuke that he got this one booking and he doesn't have to do anything else this weekend because I feel bad for him waking up Saturday morning, just how he's going to feel all over because I don't know how he does it. And we're, I'm, we're going to see it live and it's probably going to be at about 2 a.m. about, would you say about 2 a.m.? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Cause what was last year? You said about two, three, somewhere around yeah. there. I would, I'd imagine. Yeah. Somewhere around the same time. It's just going to be insane. And I feel like that's something that I've already said a bunch and I'll be saying a lot more throughout this. No, we're, we're allowed for the show because it, it is an insane show. Do you think anybody else tries to, to book Sasuke over the weekend? Does somebody try to like corner him on his way to his hotel room, like hint, hint, Gabe and say like, hey, please, like, please work the show. Please work the show. I feel like someone's got to try to get him right I mean, I don't know if they're going to successfully get him. Right. I got to imagine people are going to try. I mean, come on. It's great. Sasuke's in New Orleans. It's just like hanging out. Like you got to try to get him for your show. Right. Yeah, and I believe this is the first time he's been in the United States since he did the Jakara King of Trios in 2011, I want to say. But I feel like that's people might try, but I wouldn't be surprised if, because I know he is also doing WrestleCon signings. So he might show up at the WrestleCon Super Show. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. be too surprised if that happens. But, you know, if you're, if you're a promoter in New Orleans and you're trying to get extra things on your show... Try to find Sasuke at a local uh, karaoke bar. You know, that's the best place to find him. Yes. Oh, that's incredible. All right. So, uh, next match on the uh, spring break is Mike Quackenbush versus David Starr. What do you think about this one so far? This was the one that one is immediately announced. It did not have the, I didn't have like the, oh my God, this is happening moment. More of a, that makes sense moment because for Mike Quackenbush, who's mostly retired nowadays, the, the promo video for this one was all David Starr basically begging for a match before Mike Quackenbush finally retires for good. And it should be real interesting. I have to say, I don't remember the last Mike Quackenbush match I've seen, but from what I've seen, seen from David Starr over the last 12 months, he's really somewhat exploded on the uh, mm-hmm. worldwide independent scene. And as technicians, like this being made, what I'm assuming to be more of the technical match 
that like if this is a if we're looking for four star matches, this is one of the ones. This is probably the one that has the most likely chance of doing it. And I think it's gonna be real interesting. I was a big Jakar guy back in the 2000s, pretty much up until the close down. So uh, I've seen a lot of Mike Quackabush in his career, and you can definitely see the similarities between the two. And I think that'll be interesting to see play out. Yeah, no, I'm really kind of looking forward to this one, mostly because, as you said, we're, we talk about the insane, we talk about the crazy matches, and, and this is like kind of the lone exception. This is just a match that you, you sort of said is like, if you're looking for one match that's just going to be a good match on this night, that's it. I mean, I, I feel like this one is probably going to be largely devoid of, of, of shenanigans, largely devoid of everything else that's going to sort of occur on the show and be more or less the, hey, you know, you guys have, have, have been here for all the crazy, you've been here for all the insane. Well, now for the next 20 minutes, watch these two technicians go to work. And that's going to be pretty cool to see. And it's it's still got like sort of a dream matchy, you know, super show type of feel to it because it's not a normal type match, but it's enough where you can just kind of sit down and go, okay, I'm just going to watch and appreciate what these guys do. And, and for people that haven't seen Quackenbush as of late, like he's not nearly as sort of innovative or high flying as he was, you know, in his, his prior iterations, but he's definitely more of a grounded. He's definitely still a great technician. So I'm really looking forward to this because star is one of my favorites going right now. And if you haven't seen a lot of him, I think you'll be very surprised this weekend. Cause I think he's going to really uh, be, you know, a big part of a big, big focal point of the entire weekend and, and, and seeing him versus Quackenbush. Yeah. When you look at the show, this could be awesome. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's going to get a decent amount of time as well, because I think a lot of the other stuff is probably not going to have a lot of time because we'll talk about some uh, matches coming up where I don't know that the guys can really go very long or matches, as you said, with Riddle and Ellsworth that aren't designed to go long. That should be done in a minute or whatever. So you're going to need a match to sort of take up 20, 30 minutes. And this screams uh, one that they're just going to let those guys go out here and just wrestle for 30 minutes. And people are going to be appreciative of it because it's going to be enough different from the rest of the show. So I'm definitely looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, It is the one with the least amount of quote unquote buzz, though. Uh, I mean, the Twitter videos, I know that it, it had the lowest views and whatnot, but I get that it is because it's not the you're not going to retweet and go, oh, my God, I can't believe this. How hilarious, whatever. It's just like, oh, that's a good solid wrestling match. I'm looking forward to that. But you're not necessarily going to freak out and tweet it. And and not a lot of people are going to watch a video hyping it. It's just kind of, you know, it's a match, which is fine. It It's fine. And this is probably the match where I feel like there is a direct correlation to last year's card. In some ways, this is the this is going to be the match that's going to have the same role as Keith Lee versus Leo Rush, which was the standout like hyped match from like a notebook perspective of, okay, this is what match on this show is going to the notebook. And that's great. And, you know, as, as someone who really thinks that David Starr did that this, I think that how last year really was Keith Lee's breakout weekend. I think this year it might end up being David Starr. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this is going to be like his, like his chance to like say like, okay, here's my technical masterpiece match and Quackenbush for all the different styles of wrestling. He knows, I don't know if David Starr has faced someone who's been so versed in Lucha Libre technical wrestling. And I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, next match on the card is Walter versus Pierre Carl Ouellette. Yes, that is a real thing that's happening. This one has surprised me. You, you kind of ran the analytics here. It has the second most Twitter video views of all the matches. I, I'm surprised at that, but I don't know. I guess I shouldn't be because Walter's kind of an international superstar and Pierre Carl Ouellette still has that weird cachet where it's like, oh, yeah, Pierre Carl Ouellette, that's kind of cool. Well, why do you think that it has the second most? I think when I was looking at this, this was the video clip that was done by Wrestling Arcade. So that had a lot of that had another channel that could go down to mm-hmm. be able to be to get more views and show up on more people's timelines and also uh, and also the style of the video which was really humorous which was basically an old streets of rage slash street 
since or not Street Fighter slash Final Fight slash uh, I'm trying to think uh, Streets Ninja, of Rage. I think is Streets of Rage. Yeah. yeah, Streets of Rage. I as someone who played way too much Sega Genesis as a kid, I can't believe I drew a blank on that. But it was the fun video of Joey Janela going beating up James Cornette, going through finding a, a stack of dinks and like getting showed up with having like Glacier showed up with him, Marty Jannetty showed up with him, and it was just like a fun video that. For like two minutes, you're like, okay, this is like a kind of a fun little hype video. And then like the last five seconds was match unlocked. Walter versus Pierre Carl Ouellette. And <laughs> I that's not a match I knew I wanted to see up until this moment when I like got to the end of the video. And oh dear. I have you seen like the recent photos of PCO? Uh yeah, he's he's actually worked a show in uh I, I haven't gone yet, but Black Label Pro works in uh, Crown Point, Indiana. They've been running their shows. They've had some pretty fun shows and they booked him um I think maybe a few weeks ago. And for whatever reason I just couldn't go. Like I keep trying to get to a show, but stuff just pops up. But yeah, he uh he looks better than I thought he would look at this point. Yeah, because I just looked up, he's 50 years old, which you know that's younger than I expected. But yeah, I would have thought he'd be like pushing 60 at this point, but uh no. And uh, for a guy of that size, he might be the most physically similar person that we've seen Walter face off against since Keith Lee. So this is the big boy match. It's big boy season out there. And it's going to be real kind of interesting just because, like, I'll be honest, I did not watch that era of WWF when he was the Quebecer and the Mountie. Oh, no, he was not the Mountie, was he? That shows you Um, how little I watch. He was a Quebecer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he was a Quebecer. I don't think I forgot who I'm blanking on that as well. But... So, so this is a, a guy who kind of is in the Marty Jannetty kind of role. He was role. Pierre. He was Pierre. That's he right. was Pierre. Yeah. I, I was blanking on his name. I knew he wasn't a man, but he was Pierre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But versus Walter, who so far has probably had the best 2018 of anyone who's not in New Japan right now. Like, it's crazy stuff. Like, and I'm just interested to see what happens in this match. Yeah, I wonder the style that they're going to do. I, 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 mean, I know sort of the idea that it's going to be these two powerhouses going at it one another, but it, it's interesting because it's hard to predict this show because you have just no idea if like, because like Walter in any any other atmosphere should just like destroy the fuck out of Pierre Call Ouellette. But like, this is this weird universe that doesn't exist outside of, of, of that night and this moment and people in that arena or whatever. So I don't know. It could be those guys go toe to toe for, you know, 10 minutes and, and just, I, I, I have no idea. I'm assuming they're going to chop the fuck out of each other. It's Walter. So I'd assume that's probably a, a decent idea, but yeah, I don't know how much prayer Carl let is, is sort of in on it and, and willing to sort of bust his ass for it. I don't know. I have no idea. Again, that's one of the fun, intriguing parts about this, where, like you said, we can preview a, a Russell Khan or we can preview an evolve show and we have an idea of what the match is going to be. We have an idea of the structure. We can maybe predict who's going to win and whatnot. I have no fucking clue because it would i mean would it stun you if pierre carl let one probably not i mean nah. he probably shouldn't win i would have walter win but does it really matter in any sort of other universe other than this joey janela thing no and it's kind of great that there is this like own mini universe that exists now in wrestling the janela verse and some t- in some way describe it and i'm just interested in what P- pierre carlette can do you know he's kind of he really kind of disappeared after his tna stint so this is almost a decade later like He's someone who used to do like package pile drivers and like senton bombs and all that. And I'm just wondering, like, is Walter going to want to go along with taking a, a package pile driver? 
Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, this is one that I, I hope that they kind of talk about because I could see Farrell call it being a little tough to, you know, do business with <laughs> possibly. So, uh, you know, it, I don't know. It, it, I'm definitely looking forward to it though because Walter's incredible. And I'm hoping that Pierre Carl that goes out there and, and busts his ass. I haven't seen the Black Label Pro things. I haven't. I, I didn't really hear how they went. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to definitely be intriguing. But more than anything, it's just big boys, and there's definitely going to be hard chops throughout. So that'll be pretty fun uh, to check out. Speaking of hard chops, uh, Penta L Zero M, of course, the former Pentagon Junior versus Nick Gage. And this, <laughs> um, do we know if whether or not the whole commission thing is true or false? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't Did know. that. that- <laughs> I don't know. I, You're I, right. I forgot I, when that was a thing for like a month, and then no one yeah. about it since. No, it's well, this is the one that I'm wondering. Except David Starr, he was great about it. I don't know if you followed him yeah. on Twitter, but like every yeah. week, he'd be like, "Guys, get tested. Like, guys, do this. Like, send your paperwork in." Like he was just telling everybody, "Please, like, don't wait till the last minute. Send your paperwork in." So he got it in, and all of his buddies got it in. But I don't know if everybody got their stuff in. Yeah, I, I don't think Nick Gage probably got his stuff in <laughs> in an orderly manner. <laughs> You know, uh, he th- this will be he, he he is recently cleared from parole, which is for sorry probation. He's he's off probation, so that's why he's doing this match. And holy, I th- this is the match where I'm actually afraid for my life. Yeah, I don't want to be in the arena for this. I mean, uh, this is and if you've never been and I, have you ever seen Pentagon live? I haven't. I will see him live at the Crash Show. Oh, no, I have. I take that back. I was at PWG 2015. Okay. So it was was the first, like, American live exposure to the former Lucha Underground guys. So, yes. And he has a presence. He Right. Right. And that's that's sort of what I was going to allude to is like and, and we'll talk about Nick Gage in a sec because that that it's presence, you know, personified. I mean, that's all that Nick Gage really is. And it's it's what's incredible about him. But uh, with Pentagon, it, it, it's and it's definitely going to be true with Nick Gage as well, is that when he comes into the ring, you just know, like, shit's going to happen. And, you know, it's never you know that nothing is really safe and you're not quite sure what the next move is going to be. And you're kind of always looking over and kind of this. You can't look at your phone. You can't just look out at your phone and say, I'm going to send some tweets or hey, what's going on in the DMs or whatever. Like Pentagon's in the ring and you have no fucking clue if a chair is going to be swung at you. So you just kind of have to be aware. And by the way, the other guy in the ring is Nick Gage. Yes. Like, like, you know, I mean, like, oh, and Nick Gage, too, which, you know, is, is, is Pentagon times 100 in that same idea of the presence. Uh, here's a question I've been thinking about for a while about Nick Gage. So everyone, if you're listening to this, you're aware of Nick Gage. He was in jail for the greater part of seven years. But he came out of jail and he's kind of become this cult figure and he's not doing much different in the ring, but how, like, how do you feel about someone that like has that level of authenticity today just from going to prison? Like that's what's changed with Nick Gage over the last seven years. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, and and we talk about that all the time uh, on the flagship about like real characters and and, mm-hmm. and and real people and and real personas or whatever. And he's that. I mean, you know, what I mean? like you know, when he comes in the ring, it's like, oh shit, that guy's done time, and it's like it, that adds a little bit to the aura of it. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like you said, he's he's not much different than he was seven years ago, except for he did time, and you're like, oh shit, like now I don't know, and like not like he's you know an insane criminal or like a murderer or whatever, but like there's still that vibe about him. It's like, oh mm-hmm. fuck, here comes Nick Gage, and like he looks good. The music's good and, and his presence is still good so he's he's really honed in on a, on a full-on persona and it's just if you've never been there live if you've never seen a show with, with nick gage it's a different feel and like this is I, I i really feel and this is another one that you really nail on it with, with, with janella is 
you get two guys who who just have that aura, that presence, unlike anybody else, and you put them together. And this is, you know, the, the word dream match gets thrown around a lot. I don't know if this is necessarily a dream match in the sense that uh, of how I would use it, but it's a match that's like so fucking perfect. It's like exactly the two dudes that should face each other on this show. And and I would be very worried if I'm one of the thousand people in this arena because, you know, Janela and, and Sasuke are going to fall off tall things. These dudes are going to go swinging and that the crowd brawl. I mean, chairs are going to be everywhere. It's going to be an absolute disaster in a Rich, very, very good way. Rich, I'm going to be in the second row. Oh, there. no. <laughs> I, I, I might be putting a will together before this match and notify my next of kin just because who knows, especially with the restrictions. They didn't say anything about chair shots. So I think chairs are going to go flying during this match. And you really hit the nail on the head. Like this was a match that when it was announced, you're like, oh, no shit. That's the match that they should do there. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, and it it had my favorite video that they put out for this entire show that got everyone's everyone's vibe perfectly straight, perfect. Because like Nick Gage, of course, when Nick Gage was at his earliest peak, it was during the the music video era. So of course, it would have him with break stuff playing. And (laughs) I forgot about the music too. The God, Janela just got it. It's just like exactly aesthetic that he needs to be having for every single one of these things. When we talk about a guy who's just nailing the advertising and nailing the branding and nailing just everything, that's it. It's just like the music, like right down to it. If you would have just put some dumb stock track of, of whatever on it, it wouldn't have had the same effect, but he just nailed every last bit of it. It needed break stuff. Like it needed that song to bring it all together. It's just incredible how he's done that. And uh, I don't know, uh, this is another little hidden nugget in there uh, on these videos. The, the the virus clip for him that he had for Penta show up was Kavinsky, who is also who also d- does uh, Joey Janela's theme. And it's just like a nice little like nod like, oh, yes. And he found the one Kavinsky track that sounds almost like Penta's Lucha Underground music. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow. All right. These guys... For, for one, why is Joey's video editor, who I'm going to look up the name of because what he's been doing has been incredible for this, is why does he not have a full-time job working for WWE or TNA doing these kind of things? Because right. and, and just doing those little things. Like we said, it's, mm-hmm. it's all about that. And that's what really I, I think a lot of you know our sort of fan base and a lot of people listening to the show, that's the stuff that we love. It's just those little nuggets, those little things to do that really reward you. And, and and like we said, with these videos, there's these little Easter eggs that you might not notice on its face and you go back and watch and it's like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's cool. Like, it's just about effort. It's like you're trying to promote these shows. You're busting your ass. And we're sort of in kind showing you that support because, hell, it's it's nearly at a thousand you know tickets sold or whatever. And it's going to definitely sell out or whatever the hell the capacity for this arena is i think we're going to be right at it once the 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 show goes on because i think uh i forgot if you mentioned at the top of the show but how many tickets are sold as of the time that we're recording this as of the time we're recording this officially it is uh from jacob cohen it is 976 the gcw i don't know if he's the promoter or if he's just the booker uh brett lauderdale tweeted earlier today that was over that was over a thousand tickets. And I think that makes it the biggest non ROH or WWE related show of the weekend. Yeah. Which is insane. (laughs) Like, you know, with all the other stuff that's going on and all the other promotions that we're talking about on this podcast. And it's like game changer wrestling, Joey Janela's spring break, the fuck around show is going to be the biggest thing, you know, in the the non WWE and ROH, but it's a testament to their marketing and they're nailing it. It's, 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 this is how you market wrestling in 2018. This is how you do it. And, and, and the template has been sort of shown, but I don't know that everybody is going to be able to do it. It takes a special mind. It takes a special, you know, collection of people to do this. And Janela and the, and the editor, I'm blanking on the name as well. Did you you get a chance to look it up? I feel terrible that we haven't. uh, Yes, I did. It's Giancarlo Detamo. 
There it goes. Okay, I'm glad uh, they, they got their, uh, their their plug there because yeah, they've been doing incredible work um, as well as as a duo. But uh, yeah, it, it it takes really a, a special mind to do it, and Janela is that, and it's it's amazing how last year he sort of took a chance on himself and took a chance on this show. And it's just exploded this year. I mean, God, the sky's the limit now for what it's going to be. And it's now something that, you know, for better or for worse, he's got to do every single year. It's like, you know, that is going to be the anticipated thing. You know, I'm going to Mania Weekend next year. And, like, the number one thing I want to go to is probably going to be Joey Janela's Spring Break number three. Given, you know, the because this show's been just promoted so well and it, it, it looks so great. But uh, a few more matches here and we'll talk. Uh, we'll kind of conclude this this little preview here. Uh, Clusterfuck 2. Um I don't know that anybody's been officially announced yet. Do you know if anyone's been like locked in for the clusterfuck? And by the way, the clusterfuck is, uh, or maybe what's the best way to describe the clusterfuck for people that didn't watch last year's show? It, it, it's a clusterfuck. That's yeah. the best way to describe <laughs> okay. it. I, I mean, there's no false billing with Joey Janela Spring Break. It, it's a battle royal, but it usually breaks down into abject craziness. The Invisible Man showed up last year and cleared the ring. Uh, Glacier came out and did a full. Did like a full showdown with eat with Ethan Page. Uh, uh, Dink came out and did absolutely nothing. So uh, it's just like a weird show. I think that was also Fate of Scott broke her nose, right? That's exactly what yeah, I was about yeah. to say. Fate <laughs> of Scott bled like and really it was really really gross. I th- and it was one of the things that was that waking that like things that pull you out of like your drunken super. Seeing that pulls you out, going oh fuck, like <laughs> just like pulls you back. Like like you like you're like within. You're like oh. I'm sober now for like a minute Ugh. and then back with it. But there has been a couple people who've been announced and there is a couple people we can speculate about who are on this because there has been two people as of this recording who have been announced for this. The first one is session moth Martina, who is going to be in town and that will be interesting. I think this is her first ever weekend in America for wrestling. I want to say maybe, I don't know. But Sasha Moss Martinez is going to be there. And of course, uh, uh, the dirty daddy himself, Chris Dickinson, will be in this match. And that's very scary. Dickinson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what's, in, and we kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, is that like anybody that's in and around this arena will probably be just, you know, thrown out for the show. Like if you want yeah. to, you could probably, if, you, if you're done with whatever your bookings are for that day and you want to show up and, you know, just kind of go in there and fuck around for a little bit. I'm sure you can be in here. So that, that that's the interesting thing. And that's, I'm sure one reason why they really haven't announced a ton of the people is because I feel like Janelle is hoping that a lot of dudes just come to show up to the, to, to watch and then maybe he can grab them, and get them into this thing. And, and I hope he does. I hope it's just like random ass dudes. You're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Cause there's really no real allegiance with game changer. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. if you're working evolve. You can't work this show. It's, it's pretty much like the, the free agent promotion of this entire weekend where you know like rev pro progress and ah you know you got evolve and their relationship with this company and wbn is is working with evolve and roh has their own little thing but like game change just like you can just show up and do it it doesn't matter who are you you know who's gonna care like really if your company cares that you're in a battle royal for four minutes like ah you know that's that's stupid so like i don't know i mean i'm not, I'm not saying like kenny omega is gonna come out or whatever though that'd be pretty sweet but like you know <laughs> and he's like, he like i feel like kenny's gotta be at the show right this I, seems like pretty up his alley yeah, I, I mean, he's the very obvious one. I was like, Kenny Omega, this is exactly the kind of stuff you're doing. Kota Ibushi, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that your bread and butter is. And that you have people like him, that people like them that show up. And then I'm also, on the other hand, wondering, like, 
I wonder how Tomohiro Ishii would be in this match. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! I, now I, we've, we've we've hyped it up too much because it's just going to be like Glacier, <laughs> you know, Veda Scott again. And, and but man, we we're, we've booked Kenny Omega and Ishii. But yeah, right. dude, like who cares? Like just go out there for five minutes. Just you don't have to do anything. Walk out and yeah. do Tomohiro Ishii, and then go sell some merch or something that's all you have to do i i mean i'm willing to guess also it's like oh yeah go backstage i'm certain knowing joey janela that that the backstage is probably gonna be a lot of fun there and it's like okay have a couple of drinks go out there you know hit, hit the hit the bars right afterwards i mean why not make that why not make the clusterfuck your pregame spot of of mania weekend i just think of I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, yeah, I love it. It's incredible. So yeah, we know, we know Chris Dickinson. We know Mara uh, session Martina. Martina. I don't know other guys. I mean, Glacier was in it last year. That was kind of a big deal. I don't think Dink is, is going to return, but I could be Ugh, wrong. I, let's hope not. That was no. not that fun <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, but there's like people like Penelope Ford, who, if she's not in a uh, mystery match is very likely to be in this KTB, Joe Lanza's favorite wrestler. I mean, he's a GCW guy and he's already there. There's a chance he might be in this. I mean, Phoenix, maybe, you know, Phoenix might be in it. So, I mean, there's a lot of basically take anyone in the wrestling world who's going to be in New Orleans. They might be in this match. Yeah. And and I think a lot of it's going to be the collection of the actual proper game changer people, because unfortunately, like we said, this is, you know, you wouldn't know that it's game changer running the show because pretty much everybody in the matches other than, you know, Janelle and Gage are really not game changer guys. But this is a great opportunity to get some of those guys in there, get Mm -hmm. them their, you know, their time to shine. So, you know, we're hyping it up and it might just be like, you know, a few of those guys and, 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 you know. I, it, it might not be the most exciting thing ever, but I hope that there's a few surprises in there. And I think there's a good chance there's going to be. And I think there's a big reason why uh, at this time last year we had pretty much, I think I'm, I'm looking you know, at last year's preview and we had you know 15 guys that were listed for this clause for fuck last mm-hmm. year. Where at this point right now, we have no clue who any of these people are. So that that's got me a little, uh, I, that, that has me feeling positive. The, the fact that we don't know who's in it has me thinking it's, hey, who's going to show up to the show backstage to drink? Hey, now you're going out there. Because, like, if there's one night where you're going to really be able to drink and get in the ring at the same time and maybe bring a drink to the ring, it is it is Joy Janela Spring Break, which uh, just don't let the uh, the commission know about that in case. But you know. I, I mean, I, it sounds like to me, Rich, that you're saying that the Sandman's going to show up. Oh, okay. There, see, exactly. Like, I, I want Janela just walking around Russell Khan and just finding guys and, like handing them a sheet of paper, like just saying, "Hey, meet me at this location at the da, 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 or whatever." Because that's awesome. Like, we need the Sandman's a great one because House of Our Core is running this weekend. So, right, right. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Dreamer feels like he's got to show up, right? I, like, he'll do anything. Like, Tommy Dreamer will show up to your house if you pay him like twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. If you pay him twenty bucks, let him like talk to people fifteen minutes about how much he loved Dusty Rhodes. Exactly. Like, he'll come. He'll show yeah. up. Do it. Yeah. I, I, I was. Of all the things we've mentioned, I'd say that Tommy Dreamer is probably the most likely person yeah, to show up yeah, now that I'm thinking of it. Yeah, I, I forgot that House of Hardcore is going to be there that weekend. So that's a mm-hmm. probably a pretty good look at who's going to show up for that and, and, mm-hmm. and pretty good idea that they're going to they're going to show up. But uh, I feel bad for anybody. I mean, nobody that's going to be at WWE Access probably is going to be because uh, they have to be there at 8 a.m. the next morning. So oh. they probably will not be showing up. Uh, and then the next morning, Pancake and Pile Drivers to at 11 a.m. So anybody that's booked for that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it is New Orleans. It is that, but uh, the 11 a.m. wake up after Spring Break two could be uh, could be tricky. It might not seem bad because you're like ah, it's 11 a.m. It's but eh, I think that's going to be a little bit more of a party um, than that. But uh, yeah, otherwise, the last match is, is Riddle versus Ellsworth. We talked a little bit about that. What's kind of your hype level on that match? You sort of said that you think it's going to go pretty short. That it's going to be pretty compact. Overall, what are you thinking about that? And, and you know, you talked about the views a little bit, but maybe we'll kind of talk about it a little bit as we closed out of how great that video was and how well done it was as well. 
I, th- I, I think my hype level in comparison to other things on the show out of 10, like this is just comparing to other things on the show. It's probably about a solid five. Whereas I'm at a 10 for Walter versus PCO just because I'm at a 10 for, for, for Penta versus Nick Gage, just because like, it was like, Oh, James Ellsworth. Really? But then I started thinking about it, Rich. He's a P- Joey Janela, master mania businessman has pulled people from pulled people into these matches from different wrestling fandoms. He got a guy for the WWE normies that are in town trying to figure out what they're going to do Friday night. And, and since I started thinking about it and how brilliant of an idea that is, I'm up to about seven. You know, I'm, I think I'm about seven on anticipation, more so because I want to see what Riddle actually is willing to do, James Ellsworth. Yeah, and I'm curious because Ellsworth, the good thing, though, is, is it's obvious that he's sort of in on the joke. Like, that's one of your concerns with a guy like a James Ellsworth, that he's going to sort of think that he is more than he is or whatever. But like this video lets you know that he knows exactly what he is and he's fine with that. That's going to make him money on the indie scene of being like, Hey, I probably shouldn't have gotten a job at WWE, but I did. So fuck off. I'm like, you know, I, I got to, and that's going to be his motivation. That's going to be, every guy is going to want to go at him because he made it to the big leagues and he made big league money and they didn't, or, or, you know, they're sort of not necessarily jealous of him, but just like, dude, you don't deserve that. (laughs) Like you're like, you're you're James Ellsworth for God's sakes. And he's going to do it. And that's going to be a perfect little juxtaposition of, of, Matt Riddle and there's the sort of the underlying idea that everybody, you know, the smart fans think that Riddle is eventually WWE bound. He's just, you know, likes marijuana a little too much. And like, that's kind of fun too. And then you have Riddle sort of saying, oh, well, that's why the ratings might be down and, and, and stuff. So there's a lot of cool stuff with it, but I like that again, it's, 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 it's on its face. It doesn't try to portray that Ellsworth is, is something more than he is. It's like Ellsworth is kind of a joke and that's fine. And that's going to work for this type of show. And it's going to work for that sort of main event. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and, and it's, it's good knowing that Ellsworth sort of knows where he's at mm-hmm. so that if he loses in 10 seconds, it's not like it's totally unreasonable. It's not like he's going to show up the night of and be like, no, no, I want to go, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. Elrill's probably just going to walk in and, and hit him with one, you know, boot and, and it's over. And that's fine. That's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. And I think this is, this match type is a great idea. And with Ellsworth, like knowing exactly what you're doing on these shows, because one of my complaints I have to say about looking at WrestleMania weekend is building up matches to be bigger than what they are. And this match isn't doing that. And I've seen that on, uh, on some of the other shows, like building up like certain matchups is like, Oh, this is a huge matchup for our promotion. And I'm like, is it, or are you saying this? Cause it's WrestleMania. And that's not the case here. This is Ellsworth going like, Hey, two mans. If you're a man of two hands, you'd be able to do something. And Matt Riddle saying, do I really have to wrestle him? <laughs> right, right, right. And it's perfect yeah. in that regard. And I think that's one thing that that that's. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about WrestleMania weekend. Is I think we all sort of buy into a lot of the, the the matches and a lot of the hype and whatnot. And there's some great stuff that happens throughout the weekend. But more than anything, it's more about the atmosphere. It's more about the matchup or whatever. But a lot of times you don't get that spectacular, awesome four or five star match. Like a, a few matches are the exception every single weekend. But everybody buys into every single match and thinks that every single one, but it's like these same dudes are wrestling like six times this weekend. They're not going to go out there and absolutely kill themselves each and every time or whatever. You're going to get your gems, but you're also just going to get your mundane sort of, okay, that was good. I'm glad I saw that match, but it wasn't that spectacular. It wasn't this game changing, unbelievable match of the year type match or whatever. But like you said, this nothing on the show is, is, is trying to be bigger than it is. It's exactly what you think it is. Penta and Nick Gage is exactly what you think it is. You know, Walter versus Pierre Carlette is just kind of like, oh, fuck. All right, Walter versus Pierre Carlette. Like, you know, great Saskia, Joey Janela, you know kind of the idea of, of you know, you don't know what's going to happen, but you get it. You understand why it's happening. And Ellsworth and, and Riddle's the same way too. So that's 
one of the best things about the show is like it's unpredictable in the nature of I don't know what the hell is going to happen in the matches, but I know that in those two, three hours or whatever, I'm going to get a fun show. You know exactly what the show is going to be. It's not going to I feel like it cannot disappoint. Right. Like it's one of those matches that because you you shouldn't go into any expectations. You should go in thinking this is going to be really fun to get high or get drunk and watch to cap off my night. And yeah, that's exactly what it needs to be. It's, Joey Janela has pioneered taking like the idea of like the kaiju big battle like midnight screening wrestling and actually made it work and you walked into this and you're like oh that sounds weird that sounds weird and for me as I'm going to be there this is going to be my fourth show of Friday at this time after I watch all the other shows I just want to kind of sit there and go like oh usually I'd want to go to bed because three wrestling shows in a day is way too much for any normal person but knowing that Joey Janela spring break at midnight is one of the things that is like the beacon. It is like the lighthouse as you're like a ship coming into the harbor, like guiding me in. And I just, there's not, there's not much more I can say other than that. I'm so excited for the show. I'm really interested to see what random surprises he pulls out. And the, the six matches we have right now, there's not a single one of them that I'm going to be like a cell phone match. Like each one of these things could be, very interesting to say the very least and is the great example of joey janela galaxy brain booker yeah absolutely and and this is gonna uh this is gonna air on wwn correct yes it is it will be on wwn and w they've also announced that if you're someone who wants to watch a whole lot of these shows i've run the math a little bit because we were discussing before rich because you were trying to figure out if you wanted to get wwn club or club wn or not before this happened and they I run the math a little bit, but what happened is Fight TV is doing a bundle of nearly every single show that's happening at the Pontchartrain Convention Center. And so that's going to have most, it's going to have most of the WWN properties. I don't know if it's having the uh, progress shows, but it has everything else there. And I think they're selling it for $80 for the entire weekend with VOD. So you either have Club WWN if you want to use your Club WWN for it, or you have Fight, the Fight Network. Or Fight TV, sorry. Uh, Fight TV, yeah. It's FIT.TV for people that are looking into that. So, yeah, that's definitely a, a great chance. And, and Bloodsport's going to be on that one, which is a pretty cool show that we've been talking about on this uh, this show as well. Joe Nell's Spring Break. So it's got all kind of the fun ones, as well as Evolve, Beyond, WWN Super Show, Shimmer, uh, and a lot of other good stuff on that, too. So that's that's really cool. And I think, like, because the Supercard of Honor is on Fight as well. So, yeah, you're getting a lot of stuff. That's pretty good value, if I remember correctly. And Kaiju Big Battle, of course. Let's not mm. forget that. Uh, <laughs> real Big... main event show. Yeah, the real, real show of Kaiju Big Battle. But anyway, uh, Mike, before we get out of here, you want to give your last-minute plugs and uh, your last little hype for Joy Janela's Spring Break 2. Yeah, well, first, Rich, thank you for having me. Uh, there is, I've kind of, in some ways, become like Joey Janela's Spring Break uh historian in a way <laughs> so i'm glad to always come out of the resume of course you know oh, good little resume builder iron mike spears thought leader open voice get host joey janelle spring break historian that's gonna look great uh but yeah uh you all can listen to my show that i do with milo martinez called open the voice gate it is all about dragon gate dragon gate history the current shows and we have an episode usually about once a month and there should be one that is coming out very soon. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Fujiheya. That's Fuji with two eyes, like Don Fuji. And lastly, as Rich was nicely talking about beginning the show, I have my Lucha project, which I have a a kind of short form blog where I, I write about matches I've watched, I've watched shows I've seen, and then I'm going to be doing more just kind of like opinion pieces of like where I am in my wrestling and Lucha Libre watching. And you can find that at lucha2018.wordpress.com. All right, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. 
Oh, thank you for having me, Rich.